Get your paws off me, you dirty ape. He can talk. He can talk, he can talk, he can talk, he can talk. And I can sing! Oh, help me, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Ooh, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. What's wrong with me? I think you're crazy. I want a second opinion. You're also lazy. This play has everything. I love legitimate theater. I hate every chimp I see, from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. No, you'll never make a monkey out of me. Oh, no, I was wrong. It was Earth all along. Yes, you finally made a we monkey finally out made of a me. Monkey. Yes, you finally made a monkey. You finally made a monkey. Yes, you finally made a monkey out of me. I love you, Dr. Zayas. Hey, guys, it's me, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> and uh, that's Lillian on the Hi. other part of it. So um, on the show, I've previously explained to everybody at home listening along to this nonsense that I've said we don't show prep. We came up with that 30 seconds ago. I just brought up the lyrics to the Dr. Zaya song and only the first half. So basically what I'm saying is that train wreck was entirely on show prep uh, lacking, which was me. But also that bit of adorable cuteness, a la the opening to that Archie Bunker show, whatever that was called, was all Lillian. Thank you. Those were the days. And I would like to thank Racist stuff from the 60s <laughs> I would like to thank Simpsons.wikia.com Thank you Simpsons.wikia.com For making sure that I don't have to prep And what is it uh, .nerd.compulsive um, uh, The news group in that one episode of The Simpsons Oh I don't know oh. I've never actually seen that show Um <laughs> So that's Lillian. Uh, I think we've gathered that already. She is in the studio tonight to talk to me into microphones. Hi, Lillian. Mm -hmm. Hi. It is wonderful to have you talking into microphones. Mm -hmm. It's great to be here. So as far as Simpsons songs are concerned, I really feel like, and the the reason I had that brought up for your arrival is one, because uh, every episode now, I just feel like I'm going to open it with weird dumb shit because it's, it's fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so last episode I did solo, I was doing the Quint speech from Jaws, mm -hmm. um, but I tried to do it in the Alex Cass voice and holy shit, was it bad. So I put it <laughs> in as, a, as an extra at the end, but oh my God, it was fucking terrible. So it's been a lot of fun, but I was thinking how much I love the monorail song mm -hmm. and I was like, man, that song's fucking great. But then, uh, I, I was like, oh no, but Dr. Zay is fantastic. So most of my work day was kind of going back and forth in my head, whether I like the monorail song or the Dr. Zayas song, 
as my favorite Simpsons thing ever. I think it would be song. really funny if we, it would have been pretty funny if we tried to do the monorail song with just two people because then it would have just sounded like one person was arguing with you about the monorail. Yeah, that's true. And also, I don't remember half of the lyrics. Yeah, that, 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 that part I remember. Because <laughs> I just remember, like, I've sold monorails to Ogdenville, West Haverbrook. Uh, oh, no, North Haverbrook, Brockaway? I don't know. I know Ogdenville's in there. Ogdenville, North Haverbrook, and I don't know. Yeah. I know my sister one time to make sure that I wasn't murdered by by a date texted me and said, name the three cities that the monorail was also in. Oh, that's fine. And I only yeah. got two out of three. I call the big one bitey. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the only part I, the, the parts I remember is uh, uh is the part of my racist uh, racist voice here. But uh, is there any chance the track could bend? Not in your life, my Hindu friend. What well, about us drunken slobs? You'll be given cushy jobs. Main Street is still cracked and broken. Quiet, Marge. The mob has spoken. Monorail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I missed a song and dance number. Can you guys do it again? <laughs> the ring came off my pudding can. Ah. Uh. Fantastic. So, welcome to the Simpsons cast. This is the Simpsons, and that's Simpson, Simpson, Simpson. Um, yeah. So that's that's that. We got that covered. Um, I have notes. I have things. I don't know. You know, there's a play right now in Portland about people in a post-apocalypse yes. who just are trying to remember the episode of a Simpson, an episode of the Simpsons. My um, my therapist was going to that two weeks ago. She was saying that that was her plans for after my therapy appointment. Oh, did she um, like it? No, you know what? I forgot to ask her uh, this, the, the last session. I should follow up with that because I didn't know what she was talking about. And then I saw a, a link to it on the Mercury or whatever. And it looked like, um, <clears throat> be prepared. I'm about to say the nerdiest thing. Yeah, probably ever. You know that movie Reign of Fire? With no. Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale, where, Wait, where there's a where there's where the a dragon, taken yeah, over. yeah. Well, where the dragons have taken over, like humanity okay. basically lost. Um, there, there's one part where their theaters, they're in this broken down castle, and they're reenacting a stage play of Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> so it's one guy doing like a, a lightsaber thing, mm-hmm. just as Darth Vader, and the other one being being Luke, and then kind of play acting his hand getting chopped off by putting the. And that just reminded me of the Simpsons thing. Well, after yeah. the earthquake happens in Portland, and when, that's a fun thing about Portland is that we don't have to say bullshit about um, about zombie apocalypses if we want to have like weird privileged apocalypse dreams because like there's a giant earthquake that's due to hit Portland pretty much. It could be in a hundred years. It could be tomorrow. Anyway, when the earthquake happens, if it happens in our lifetime, um, I think that one of the post-apocalyptic uh, gangs I want to come up with are just Sims is like going to be Simpsons based. Oh, yeah. And then all the top, yeah, but all the top guys are going to claim Kearney <laughs> and Dolphus and yeah. the other one. The other um, enforcer, Dolph, Kearney, and Jimbo. Jimbo. Yeah. I, well, here's the thing is, I I don't know that if Portland having having a giant earthquake would cause an apocalypse so much as, like, I mean, the retro tight jeans industry would take a big hit and... Like, well, I was looking into it. We wouldn't get we wouldn't get aid because of a Portland's isolated place. It would take a month or two for aid to reach us. Oh no, no, I'm saying we're dead, but I'm saying apocalypse is more like a uh, not all full of, on. The yeah. clo- okay, the closest realistic apocalypse. That's that's one of the real reasons I say the earthquake is because like that's the most realistic apocalypse scenario that I can come up with. It isn't really apocalypse, but for, you know, for Portland. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, well, most, the, the Yellowstone super volcano would be apocalypse. So that would oh, destroy Portland's going to be okay for oh, that. No, 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 no. All of, map. Oh, no, no, no. All okay. of North America is gone. No, because yeah, yeah, it'll be gone for the initial, the initial death. 
but this it's going to be like dinosaur level sunblot out. We oh, be, yeah, yeah. oh no, we're well dead. Oh no, no, we're fucked. Like no, no, all of everything, like all of North America, most of Central America is fucking gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that causes the the financial. Well, we collapse. get longer than everyone else. Yeah, than most people. Yeah, I mean, except for like you know Brazilians, they're probably fine. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, from as far as North America goes, Portland, yeah. we're everyone will flee to us. We'll lose everything. It'll be like. It'll be even worse than the gentrification we have now. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing about the gentrification in Portland is I've looked at, like, Portland, like, pictures of it, like, in the past. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it counts as being gentrified because, like, it's pretty much always been, like, just Whiteville, Whitey Whitesville. Like, there's all sorts of, like, like white power people came here because, like, oh, that seems like a great place to set up back in the, what was that, the 90s or whatever? Well, there's a lot yeah. of neighborhoods that were productive that ha um in the span that we've lived here were predominantly people of color like Williams and Mississippi and that and that's almost all been whited out. Yeah, that's true, but I, I just suppose because it's like that's like a couple thousand people. Like not to say that that's like a throwaway, but it's not like it was a uh it's not like Brooklyn, which, you know, I guess Brooklyn's probably what, a million people or something in it. Like three million, like, I looked this oh, up. Oh three? Yeah. yeah. So that's like to me they're like that's gentrification here. It's like well, there was like, all right, so there's 2,000 uh, black people and, and like 75% of them move. Yeah, that sucks. Really, it's 2,000 people. So it's like, it's not, I'm not saying it's not like a big deal, but it kind of doesn't stick as like gentrified as like Williamsburg, where it's like, that's where you used to die. And mm-hmm. now it's where you get vegan cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's gentrified. That's like, oh, you just, there's no culture there anymore. Or where's the Apollo? What neighbor? Is that Harlem? Mm-hmm. I always get that fucked up. That's gentrified. Mm-hmm. Like where it's like. Oh, you guys, like, that's where all the good music out of New York happened. Well, the non-white rock music, like, that's... A very traditionally, yeah. uh, like, neighborhood of people of color. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not saying people... It's There it was black people, though. It's not people of color. It's black people, because that's kind of insulting to everybody else that lives there. That's mm-hmm. That was the black neighborhood. Like, that, like there's Spanish Harlem, because that's where the Spanish people lived. Mm-hmm. See, I don't like this whole white versus everybody else thing that you're trying to set up, your race war that you're, you're setting up with your people of color. <laughs> well, because it is. It's white people than others, and I don't like that. I'm, that's... That's that's It's the predominant culture. What? White people are the predominant culture. It's the predominant culture and the people who've been oppressed by the dominant culture. Well, yeah, but th- yeah, but that's also not fair though cuz like all right, so like if you're like uh from Spain, you know, Spanish ancestry, you were the fucking armada. You took out all of Central and South America. You mm-hmm. were the pre- like you are the predominant culture. Like you were the you were the fucking Gestapo and that's kind of bullshit to get you lumped in with, you know, somebody that immigrated from India, you know, 15 years ago. Well, like, that's uh, a are, really, you, are you talking about like? Um, no, I'm just saying like any. I'm just saying the term kind of blows because it just it it goes. It's white people and then others, and it's kind of creepy. And then you get into that weird like shade thing of like, well, what do you do with like? All right, so you get to like India. Are they still people of color? And then what? Like, how far into Asia do you go before you have to start saying Asian? That's still people of color. Yeah, so so it's literally everybody that isn't white. That's, yeah, God, that's, that's that's there's God. the dominant global culture. And no, it's not. Wait, you're saying Asia that has. Okay, now maybe that's three all, times okay, as no, many. no, no, no. I mean, from from the North American land. Yeah, no, from North America. No, that's what I'm saying. But like, when with immigration is what that's what I'm referencing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, obviously, no. The, the, there's exponentially more uh, uh, what they used to call high yellow uh, back in the back in the 70s. That's yeah, <laughs> what that was? No, 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 not yellow Oriental. High yellow is like uh, uh, lighter skinned. Uh, uh, black people, like they call them high. Like Tiger Woods would be high. Ye- I don't. I guess he's part. He's part Asian, isn't he? He's half Thai. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. It was just an old term, but um, anyway, 
you know, it's not as racist as it sounded. I forgot we were talking about Asia. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, 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 no not that yellow. This is a, a different racist yellow. But it's like, when you get to that weird part in the middle, it's like, oh, this is, I don't like this people of color. Like, well, let's just, like say where we're from. Like, it works out better. Not me. It's like, pretty I, much, it's pretty much a term for non-white, though. No, I know, but that sucks. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it does. white, white people are their predom are in from a North American lens, like the um, like the no, I'm just predominant no, dominant culture. I get that and, part, but like, if you have a dude from uh, Mexico and a dude from uh, the Caribbean, or well, that, that, they're actually pretty close to each other. <laughs> if you have a dude from uh, Mexico and a dude from, you know, uh, uh, Papua New Guinea, saying they're both people of color is like that's. Yeah, they're not white. That's that's yeah. The I point. know that just kind of I don't know. I just feel like that's like painting with a broad brush. I don't know. It's that's kind the, of what's the point of the term though? Is that yeah, that, that white that white culture is so dominating and that it's so privileged and it's such an other thing that even though it is a small percentage, or no, not I, small percentage, but yeah. you know, it, that's it's that's that's part of the thing. No, you no, know, I get that. It's just the problems that you have with it or why it's no. I know. Up. I just I think it's that's why I think it's a shitty concept it's just it's it's creepy it's just i don't i don't like having like broad sort like you know if you call um um a hispanic a latino it's like a big deal like that's like an insult to them because one is from spain the other one is like native mexican Mm -hmm. or native or whatever yeah i don't actually know but like native down there-ish i don't really it's been explained to me a hundred times the difference between the two and i know one one is spain ancestry and the other one's not but I don't really get it because Hispania is Spain and Latino is Latin and those were both part of the Roman Empire. Like I don't, the terms don't make sense to me. So I just don't say either one. But mm-hmm. like, that's what I'm saying. Like, so if that differentiation is so, you know, important, which it is to them, um, the different, you know, so just going, oh, people of color. So you two guys and, you know, uh, the guy from Jamaica, you're, you're all just you're, you're over there. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's not meant yeah. to be the only term. It just... No, I know. It's just it's just oh, I just it's, it creeps me out. There's like a like I'm not saying it creeps me out like as a it's taking away whiteness. Like I'm not trying to do that like people of power getting insulted thing or just as a linguist or it's just taking away some of the flavor of language and it's just kind of ugh. So you see it as like an as a, as a binary is that yeah like it's just kind of drawing this like really strong line where like. It used to be kind of, it'd be fine to be, not point out, but like, you'd be fine to identify yourself as like, oh, I'm Thai. Which, I mean, people can still do. It's not like, it's not like they're taking that term away, but just person of color is just kind of like, the addition oh, just, of a yeah. term is no one taking a term away. That's a, that's the Well, point. no, because it is kind of, because uh, the, the black, which is a term that was the accepted for a while like even when african-american came around a lot of people were like fuck you i'm not from we're not from africa like my friend mike mm-hmm. is monster jamaica and she's like don't call me fucking african-american look at listen to my accent I'm, you know so like but that term's being taken away and being used it's you know you get corrected now to say it's personal color but it's like well no it's i mean if for you it either way it just it's more of a linguistic thing that i just feel like it's drawing this us and them line that doesn't need to be reinforced. I mean, it's not drawing it. It's no, that line's obviously be. been there forever. I mean, it's it's highlighting it and coloring it in and going, yeah. there is a line right here. <laughs> yeah, and that can be difficult to navigate. Um, and oh, I don't care about navigating. I'm just saying it just reinforcing you know, language is culture. Language is the way you think. So mm-hmm. being brought up with an us versus them thing. So from your youngest thing, it's person of color versus, you know, the predominant thing. It, that is reinforcing predominancy of white, which is gone in 15 years. I think white is predicted to be the 
you know, when I say minority, I mean, if it is person of color v. white, white goes to 49% by 2035 or something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, still the plurality because, you know, you were counting Asians and Hispanics as the same people in that poll, which always annoys me. So, you know, that's an, inter that's an interesting thing, though, about um, like being of being of Jewish heritage. Um, I read an article in college, obviously, um, and, uh, and, uh, it was called like how Jews became white folks. Yeah. And, um, what I thought was really interesting about that was it was unpacking how, um, how Jews were in, the, in a similar way to the, that, um, that Irish people were assimilated into white culture. Oh yeah. Yeah. Irish used to be like a, Irish was like Mexican. It was like, no, there was, it, yeah. Yeah. Like, there this was is, no this Irish is, yeah, 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 allowed yeah. signs and all that. Yeah. And which is interesting because um, I feel like even though there's some backlash from that, like, I, I don't know if there's the same like intergenerational trauma that comes from that, that would, that would come from um, people of Irish heritage as like people of Jewish heritage. Like, well, yeah, that's because your major horror is a lot closer and a lot worse. Like, the Irish Potato Famine was, what, 1890, somewhere around there? Mm hmm Like, that was really bad. I mean, that, that was, like, uh, not in terms of morality, but in terms of, like, mortality. That was, like, a, like, like Auschwitz bad. Like, it was, like, most of them died. Like, it was fucking horrible. Mm. But, like, that was 1890 and a whole bunch of shit happened since then. So, like, the the... The, the Jewish side of things is much more recent and much more, so like the pain is much more evident, like, cause you still have, like, there's still mm -hmm. people with fucking tattoos on their wrists. So mm -hmm. there's not, there's not somebody that's like, oh, I remember being hungry. So there's like a, just the, you know, you're kind of defined by your, you know, your triumphs and your trials or whatever. So like theirs were further away. So there's a little bit more time to like kind of ingratiate. Well, yeah, and it's funny because I hadn't really thought about the concept of intergenerational trauma as it comes to the Holocaust with, um, until recently and how um since it was only my grandfather was like the yeah. person who had to emigrate from that for immigrate for that um that's like pretty recent genealogical oh like, no totally you know, like, yeah, yeah and no it's, it's recent like my your grand like people we've met were alive when people were getting gas like that's not like that's not recent that's like now <laughs> like as far as you know yeah you know. and that's why i'm kind of uncomfortable with like um This, there's this portrayal, a lot of, there's a lot of this weird media portrayal where I think people who are Jewish are kind of portrayed as like this form of ultra white, if that makes sense. No, it totally does. The, what it is, is I, I, I've thought about this before quite a bit, because I was trying to figure out why Jews run Hollywood and Jews like banking and the, like the Jewish stereotypes. Um, and I think that, that ultra white is a good way to put it. It's because those are things that are signs of the dominant culture. Like, mm -hmm. so the people that have the money or run the money, the people that run the culture, you know, Hollywood or whatever, uh, not to say that Jewish people actually do, but I mean, that being the stereotype, you become ultra whites because you're, you're much more successful than other quote unquote minorities. That's not quote unquote, you aren't a minority, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's very anti-Semitic and I think it, it's yeah. done. It's one of those very casual anti-Semitic things that's thrown around in popular culture where there'll be like some teenager and she'll be like, well, I need to go to... So and so, it's his house, and it's very clear that they're like, you know, um, name dropping somebody who is of Jewish heritage, but they do it in like this weird signifier of this is what Manal, um, like suburban, you know, it's like as if as if it's the height of white suburban bullshit. 
to be Jewish. If that makes, does that make sense? No, it, it does. Uh, I think your read is a little bit off, but I think what you're saying is true. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, it certertainly went that way. Because, I mean, basically it's a, uh, it's because of basically the Jewish were successful. I mean, it just, the Jews showed up here, they invented good comedy and they did well with money. It's mm-hmm. like all the shit that's good in America since like any kind of like uh, the diaspora, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, is like pretty much the Jews did it. So like you get like, it's like the white people can't dance or like, you know, like a eh, taxpayer like that. Not that that people call that as, but that's the running joke of like, oh, people make fun of me. They go, hey, taxpayer, you know, mm-hmm. um, that thing of, well, yeah. So like, oh, you mean those very wealthy, intelligent people? Like, so that's, you know, you can't get the. Which is a damaging stereotype in itself. Like, I mean, it's sort of. It, I, mean, I mean, yes, but if you had to choose. Like, as far as the list of stereotypes, it's it's not the worst. You know, it's – if you had to no, pick – like, Yeah, no, yeah, it's an example yeah, yeah, of yeah. how, how, how quote-unquote, positive stereotypes are still very – it can still yeah. be harmful because whenever you have any kind of projection of a group of people, it's bad news. Yeah. Well, that's – that's uh, that goes to the the, the – we t- think we talked about this on the show, but I know we talked in real life. The kind of uh, – What's it, misandry? That's when when ladies. I'm not I'm not going that argument. That argument annoys yeah, the yeah. shit out of me. But there is that side where, uh, and it's not a side, but there's that vocal minority in the feminist movement where it's like, oh, please shut up. You're really ruining. It's like the vocal atheist, which is like, oh, shut up. You're ruining oh, it for the rest of you. So by the way, uh, I don't know if you've seen this before, but when I went to go buy the beer at the plaid pantry around, yeah. down the street. The guy was wearing a name tag that had a special atheist sticker. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you probably see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I mean, fine, whatever. It's just the loud kind of thing, but like they're kind of moving towards the positive kind of uh, um, the the kind of throwing stereotypes back at people, and like the male response is getting, and that's the that's why I didn't want to use misandry, but I don't know a better way to put it. But like the that douchey that frat boy, what's the frat boy I like men movement? Um, oh, MRAs? Is that it? Men's men's rights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like that's and. I'm in no way supporting that, but that's why that shit's happening. Cause it's like, you know, like you're getting, although some, you know, you're getting kind of shit on for being the dominant thing. You're still getting kind of like, um, what, what do you call it? Like kind of defined and adjectivized and like put in boxes. And like, that's the response is this MRA thing. And it's like, Oh, this is really, Oh, this is getting really douchey. Cause it's like, we want equality no you guys are assholes it's like oh no you've learned from the atheists they're ruining it for everybody and it's yeah so that's why i don't want to say the feminist movement i mean like the like the one tiny schism that are really loud and you know it's just i think it's far more of the men's rights movement that is just all about being an anti-feminist movement than it is about actually caring for men i know nothing about them the fact that there's even a formation of it it just seems oh i know too much to about it because i i like to spend time on the yeah. internet like hating people but um yeah that's see i don't want i yeah <laughs> I, I just i i i already have a lot of weight and guilt on my back for for being born tall white and male like because one i didn't do anything with this like <laughs> i got given everything and i did jack shit with it or at least i was given the opportunity for everything i did nothing so i'm already got like a weight upon weight of like oh man all those minorities got subjugated i didn't even fucking take advantage you know well, I think that's like kind of the whole concept of privilege is that you take advantage in ways that you're not aware of. Well, yeah, but also the concept of, you know, I'm, I'm kidding. And, oh, yeah, yeah there's yeah, that. Yeah, there's that, that, there's that part too. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. I get like in um, weird SJW mode. SJW? You heard about that? No. Oh, it's, um, it's, a, it's a thing that uh, it, 
It's called, it's a derogatory term called social justice warriors. And it's like, oh, I have heard that. I, okay, I didn't know the, which I didn't is know the really silly yeah. because that doesn't sound like a bad thing. It's like, well, no, but it, there's that also that thing of just it's the it's the vocal minority of it where it's just like, oh, can you stop? You know, like how could you make social justice sound bad? How bad? Like, I think I, it's more people. It's more the people hating on it than the people actually doing it. They just want a springboard because anti PC backlash has been like a really big thing since yeah. like the '90s, you know, and um. Having it just a springboard off of that, yeah, and something to extrapolate from, and and having fingers to a, a direction in which to wag finger, point yeah. and wag fingers is the big thing. Well, I think it's also kind of looking for a fight too, like uh, the like like the men's rights thing. It's just like there's probably not that many of them. It's just they're loud and stupid, and mm. they'll show up on the internet, and then you're looking for that shit. So it's no, that, and you it's know, literally pretty yeah. much every movement ever. Yeah, that has that's going to have people who are you know shrieking and hand-wringing yeah. and point you know and just not basic empathetic people and yeah. that's everything yeah like, but there's also there has been a swing in the kind of popularization of like the kind of women's movement. like you did it the the other night but i didn't call you out on it um but like you use casually and i'll just word it the other way if i said oh you're thinking like a woman you'd be pissed Yes, because turnabout is not fair play when it no, comes but, to the dominant culture. Of yeah, but saying somebody's mansplaining, which was the phrase you used, come on, Lel. Yeah, but, mansplaining is a really, like, it's a thing that happens all the time. Yeah, but that's that, that's total bullshit to be able to do. No, that is not. total bullshit. It's, Mans- not like, it's not like, oh. And by I'm- the way, again, but still, 51% versus 49, you guys are in the lead. You're not allowed to say mansplaining. I'm taking that word back. No, because it's again, it's one of those things you can't just flip. You can't just flip oppression and pretend it's the same thing. We're not flipping oppression. I'm flipping word usage. Well, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying by you saying uh, mansplaining that means that um, I get they get beaten up and then not get to press charges. Like no, I just mean it's a shitty word, and you're concerned about usage of shitty words, and that's that's you know that's bounced back in the wrong direction. Well, it's a shitty word if it's used. I think there's there's absolutely totally valid uses for mansplaining. But like, uh, but again, if I said if you're explaining it like a woman, you would you would be. But super that's pissed. not what I'm saying. I'm saying it, you're you're explaining it like somebody from a dominant power structure who's assuming that the person that they're explaining it to does not understand. Yeah. No. No. I I I get the I get the concept, but it's still a shitty phrase. You know. Because it. What about the men? No. It's just no. Not what about the men? I'm not trying to protect men. It's just a, it's a shitty phrase. It's it's like when you said women uh, men should get paid less than women for a couple decades to even things out. Like that's vengeance. That's not equality. <laughs> like, when did I say that? You, you said it more than once because I kept bringing it up because I was hoping you were drunk the first time. <laughs> nah. I must yeah. Have no. Been really no. Drunk. I pointed out like I'm like Lillian. That's that's literally vengeance. Like that's not equality. Well, I mean, all, I know those are very different, and yeah. obviously it's not. In general conversation with me, I'm not expecting you to be writing thesis quality statements and defending them with a, you know, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, it just sounds like you have a persecution complex. Yeah, that's a very, that, that's tone policing. Though. Yeah. That's like a, a, No, no, I was just being facetious because okay. you're saying it's okay since I'm the dominant culture to point it out. So I'm saying you pointing that out. So you're, yeah. I know. I feel like I'm just at this weird point. I'm at this weird fatigue point where I feel like I have to sift through that kind of shit all the time. No, so no, I, 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 I can no longer tell. No, no, I. People are being facetious. No, no, no. I, no, I do, I do understand. But there's, there's, uh, it's just the, the, <laughs> The push to one way is just the the word policing is is rather frustrating on a, on a certain level as someone that works with words 
And when it's like, oh, come on, you can, you're not allowed to use that one. Like, I'm not saying I'm fucking being held back in any way. Like, because I don't, generally any word that people don't like using, I wasn't really using in the first place. Like, mm. I wasn't really dropping N-bombs or calling people of whatever people, of, you know, like, it's not really a thing. Like, No, and I know. think mansplaining is one of those things that tends to be uh, subconscious. Yeah. Like, well, but either I... way, it's still an offensive phrase. I mean, it's, if, if you don't see that, that's just, that's silliness. I mean, that is... Yeah, because it's I I don't no I don't see it because I think it's it's a very specific patriarchal form of communication, and that's how I think about it. And it's not everything a man says. Oh no no I got that, but still it's 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 a demeaning phrase based on you know someone's gender. Yeah, and so you're you're defending a demeaning phrase based on someone's gender, based off the dominant power structure. Uh, See see how quickly you change that now. It's based on someone's gender. It's the a gender phrase. of the de- dominant power structure. There's, but, there's but a difference. The, okay, so because it's the dominant power structure, you're allowed to use shitty language towards them. I first of all, I don't think it's that shitty. That's pretty shitty. Well, look, what look, are you going to call I'm, it? Patriarchal splaining? Well, no. I mean, you don't. You don't have to ascribe a means of thought to a specific subgenre. I feel like uh, you're you're saying that like, and I, and I don't mean to pull this card, but like you're saying that as someone who doesn't have to deal with that all the time. Well, no, but I, I'm also saying it's a shitty phrase. Like, mm-hmm. the, like the reciprocal would not go over. Like, it's just not. I mean, it's a shitty phrase. It's like, it's like saying, uh, you should get paid less. Like, it's just, just because it's, it's the dominant culture doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that whole like, you know, uh, eye for an eye, and then everybody ends up blind. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's probably justice. Like, I'm pretty sure. Like, not even pretty sure. Like. There really needs to be like a really good racial insult for like white males. Like, I mean, like a really good insult, like the N word for white males. But like, the, there the, needs the to whole be... point is that the fact that there no, is how high up in the power structure. Oh no, no, totally. That's no, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I'm totally down with. It. Like, I get it. I'm just saying it's also w- would still be bullshit if somehow that magical word showed up somehow. Like, well, the thing <laughs> is, the thing is, and I, and it's such a frustrating thing is that, um. I feel like in a lot of like systems of oppression, people want so badly for turnabout to be fair play that they point out examples like that and ha- and act as if they're ta- tantamount to um, years and generations generations of um, system uh, systemic oppression. Oh yeah, well I'm not I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is, if you're actually going for equality, inventing a new shitty phrase isn't the way to go about it. <laughs> That's like saying, oh, we're not allowed to say the N-word anymore? I'll come up with a new slur. Like, No, that's not what it is. No, I, I know it's not what it is. Still, just... I'm still slightly confused about that because I feel like mansplaining is a, just a very specific experience that women have to go through that is per- portrayed by men. But and I don't think was, that if, that's... But if there was a specific thing that men have to go to perpetrated by women, you say, okay, and you're just saying that because you're on your period. Yeah. You would be and really... And people, people do say that. Yeah, and they're shitheads for it. I'm not defending. I know, them. I know. But what I'm saying is, it's a it's a thing that men go through, mm-hmm. and it's and it's based on something that apparently has some reality of it because it you know became part of the lexicon. That doesn't mean it's right. I'm not going to do that. That's a bullshit thing to say. Mm-hmm. But by the same logic you're using, I should be allowed. To, I'm not should be allowed. I am allowed. I'm just not going to because it's a shitty thing to say. But and I don't doesn't really hold logically. I was just trying to think of one of those things. You know. Yeah. But I'm just saying, think about all, there are, um, there are very, very many ways that people- Oh, I know, they shouldn't do them. Yeah, yeah. they're shitheads. I'm, I'm not defending them. I'm just saying, don't start being shitty too. It's like, um, the, uh, the, like, one of the things I really dislike about the, like, the, well, that's kind of gone, but 
remember in the 90s when that like girl power thing happened was like we're allowed to burp and, f burp and fart in public it's like no don't take the shitty parts of guys too oh no guys are terrible enough or no don't don't it's own like spice girl feminism yeah, yeah like that gross like no i can burp and fart like boys it's like no, they're terrible for that. Don't do that. <laughs> no, don't like you shouldn't take the shitty parts to make it equal. Like just just be better. We'll catch up eventually. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. and that, that was actually I remember reading that critique because I was slightly older than the spice than like the Spice Girls wave, and I remember yeah, reading about I, I more them. saw it from afar, but it was still yeah, kinda like, yeah, because yeah. my sister is three years younger than me. She got like some of that. Um, she uh, she got like the full brunt of that, and yeah. I remember reading articles about the Spice Girls. Um, and like, and seeing that critique a lot that, um, it's, it's that kind of false, and I don't even want to call it false feminism because I feel like that's a heavy term, but, um. No, it's coming, but the, yeah, it's coming from a good place. It's just kind of, ugh, way of doing it. Like, like, yeah, you're, like, you're trying to empower yourself. Like, I like the message. It's just the way you're doing it is really, you know. I feel like it's a kind of a system of like, um, mollifying people of saying that like, they don't have to worry about. Or, yeah, that being able to burp in public, it makes up for the fact that, makes up for not walk, being able to walk home by yourself. You know, like, it's... Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's probably, yeah, you're taking it to, like, a much deeper sociological level. Like, I just mean, like, just purely your reference point for, like, regaining your... I mean, I guess mm -hmm. we're saying the same thing. It's just, like, don't choose the shitty one. Like, my friend has a... She had a picture that she was so proud of. It's her making muscly arms, like, you know, like, whatever. Mm. What's that called? Like, showing your bicep. And it's her having just peed on the side of a highway. She's, and it's like, you know, a typical, like, dude shot. Mm. And like, yeah, but I hate my guy friends that do that. Like, those are gross dudes. Like, don't, don't do that. Like, you're going to start buying roofies soon. Like, that's really gross. Like, you're, you're, you're emulating, like, the worst part of the, of, 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 well, not the worst part, obviously, but the worst casual no, I think the day Facebook. Rape. Date rape is yeah, way worse. No, no, yeah, no. I'm, way I'm worse. saying the, the, the casual douche facebook appropriate level of ick guyness like mm -hmm. stop that and it was just really actually weirdly enough i actually have uh spice girls up on my screen right now for a totally different reason so that's really weird what is that reason oh uh, well i found i found a list of the catchiest songs ever so i thought we could try to figure out if we could find better ones but then oh. i started talking about this random shit because um the theme from DuckTales. oh yeah that that was on the internet today too because of the um that lady um one of the ducktails dead no the ducktails matches up to some popular songstress's songs oh. um uh yeah like, like the, the really famous lady. ladies or something yeah shit? Okay. that's exactly what it is like the i don't know rihanna is that no no it's beyonce beyonce yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's it um i i wasn't even doing that to do like the fake not knowing thing i mm. literally don't No, i only barely yeah. know yeah I, yeah I can't tell the difference between them anyway you know mm. both high yellows um Fuck you. Uh, I, I hate that I didn't get a laugh at that. I hate that. I, I was oh, that was such a perfect setup. I hate that I didn't get a laugh. <laughs> I'm, oh, I would have put money I got something out of that. I was like, oh, it's so perfect. <laughs> um, no, I was I was listening to, um, there's this BBC show that I like called, uh, oh no, it wasn't that. Wait, either way, it was some podcast and it was uh, this um, nightmare feminist lady. And not in the like I mean in the way we're talking about like the like the Richard Dawkins like the Richard Dawkins of feminist like the you are so unlikable in every fucking way. Oh, like, can I go on a really quick ADHD oh, tangent please, about yeah. um Richard Dawkins? I saw the funniest Twitter exchange with Richard Dawkins. I'm not sure if you saw it. Someone no. like direct messaged it or messaged him. It was like, why am I? Why did you block me? And Richard Dawkins like was like, I don't know why and he's like well i have a question he goes what and then he just asked richard dawkins would you touch poop for 20 dollars <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome 
And Richard Dawkins like, I remember, goodbye. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Because he's uh, terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Well, that's, okay, so that's actually, anytime I'm critiquing anything like a lady female thing, just think I'm talking about Richard Dawkins as well, because I'm using the exact same terminology. Mm. Uh, it's, I think that guy's as big of an ass as this lady. I don't remember her name, but she was, I don't know the waves of feminism, but like that 70s one second, that was like super, like, and totally like bad respect for those people like in the 70s. It just, it sounds like really kind of barbaric in 2015 like mm-hmm. you see it's like oh this is this is like like i get why the ira started like bombing some shit but if you did it this week it's like no that's you know well that's like yeah. a um have you ever watched mod mod uh the b arthur show mod uh no i don't think I, i'm i'm familiar with it no i don't think i ever actually watched it it was yeah. all supposed to be all about mod being like this really really bad she's the she's the first person to get an abortion on television oh that's right like, yeah, it's yeah. prototypical second wave feminism yeah and then i watch and everyone told me how much i would love it and then i watched this episode where mod becomes like a senator and her assistant is an ex-stripper or something like that yeah and it, she was our dancer like some form of sex worker and um she like Maud's a total like jerk about it. Like she like does all these side comments yeah. and all this, and it was just like as if it was just so aberrant to her to understand how there could be that intersection between feminism and sex work or anything like that. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, that's a bummer. No, that's a good aside. No, because that's very much like this. Like I wish I could remember her name, but she was not that. But she, I I shouldn't speak for her, but I haven't said her name, so it doesn't matter. It seems like she would be someone to be flippant about that kind of same thing. Uh, like, mm. you know, like throwing, you know, but like, oh, prostitutes on the court. Like, you know, because she's kind of old, old school about, you know, just kind of. But like also with the same fervency and righteousness that she probably did in like 78. And it's like mm. the world has moved on like a lot since 78. Well, there's a term for that. It's oh, called, oh, it? Yeah, it's called um, the swerfs. There's the swerfs and there's the turfs. Okay. And um, which sound almost like i don't know some kind of thing that should be in the fraggles but um swerfs are sex work exclusionary radical feminists okay and yeah, turfs yeah. are trans exclusionary radical feminists okay yeah this this uh this lady i would put easy money that she'd be like kind of anti-trans like she didn't seem the like it was just kind of i mean it's it just old school it's like um if you watch uh, All in the Family, which was the show I was trying to think of before, the Archie show, mm-hmm. uh, Mike, uh, the kid in that show, was supposed to be like the radical free thinking guy against Archie's like staunch yeah. kind of. And his views now are like kind of still, we'd still be like a little like. Mm. <laughs> like well, it's like, like that yeah. episode of the Golden Girls where um, there's an episode of the Golden Girls where Blanche's uh, brother comes out as gay and Blanche is terrible about it. It's all about him apologizing to her. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, huh. yeah, yeah. It, it, that episode was considered, like, and, and the Golden Girls, which is considered, like, a huge, like, uh, queer television thing. Yeah. Um, and it's still really great in most respects, but um, it's, like, he goes to Blanche and pretty much grovels for her approval. Yeah. And it's not like, this yeah. is me, deal with it. It's like, I'm sorry that I did this to you. Um, I'm so, like, I, I know this is so much, like, he's apologizing for giving her so much to deal with. Yeah. And it's just so fucked. I guess for the time, it's, it, it was pretty progressive, because, I don't know, I mean, what, what year did that, that was, like, mid to late 80s? Um, I think the Golden Girls started, and I want to say 88. Okay, so it's a little bit later 80s. Okay, no, so there probably was. It stopped in, like, 93, 94. 
Okay, no, so there probably were gay characters on TV before they that. They had a gay cook in the, pri- in the pilot. Yeah, no, I more mean like um, a very special episode style where mm-hmm. it's somebody close to the main character. Like the episode is based around like, wait, you're a... But yeah, no, that's a little late. I was thinking like if it was early 80s, that could actually still be kind of progressive. Of like, wow, a gay guy on like regular TV. But no, that's pretty late. No, that's actually just a weirdly backwards episode. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of striking. Yeah, because I know the... Uh, the the uh lots of letters community like uh, supports supports the golden girls a lot yeah yeah and that's why that episode is interesting i mean there's another episode where um there's a lesbian who sort of is into rose a tiny bit and um which is rose's b arthur i mean no. uh, uh, um lady that all the gay guys are find funny and was on snl oh yes that's her i don't yeah, know betty her name. white betty white yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Betty White. Yeah. And that episode is dealt with And yes, I realized that was slightly kind of homophobia. I just don't know her name, and I know her as the one that all my gay friends go, oh, it's her. So, fuck you guys. Well, like, that was pretty much all the Golden Girls. <laughs> it's the only surviving no, but, Golden Girls. No, but that's what I yeah. mean. So, but I didn't know her name. I'm like, the one that was on SNL, and like my gay friends are like, oh, she's, you know, amazing. And I didn't mm. do a gay voice. Mm. <laughs> well, actually, because the one that um, was saying it didn't have a gay voice, but his friend does. And he's lovely. <laughs> Look, fuck you. You know what a gay voice sounds like. This is not anti-K. There's, there's a voice. <laughs> anyway. Not all of them. Yeah. <laughs> not all. But, um, Wait, look, sorry. I know it's uncomfortable, but there's certain traits that go along with certain peoples. And there's a... a those a, are called stereotypes. Well, yeah, but some are true. I mean, that's... Well, you know, you'd stereotype comes from... It's an old pl- printing term. I mean, it literally means to make a copy. Mm. So there, there is, there is a certain subculture it'd be like saying like jazz people didn't have you know their own phraseology it's not like a stereotype it's Is phraseology you know, a real word i don't know as i was saying it i was thinking i may have just said i'm that's gonna a, say it's a word it's a pretty good word i like it if it's not it is now hmm. but either way it's like saying that jazz people don't have their own type of fans yeah well that's that's more bob fossey Mm. Again, white people usurping a culture. And for and right now, Alex and I have been doing jazz hands for a good solid ten minutes. Yeah, my wrists well, are starting to hurt. I'm my right hand's not. That's not doing jazz yeah. hands. I just, that, <laughs> that second wave feminism gets me going. <laughs> now that one, I said just to be insulting. Um, what were you we talking about? The go- uh, no, not the Golden Girls. We were talking about um, the Spice Girls and... The- oh, oh, wait, no, sorry, yes. Uh, that was the Golden Girls thing to make me think of it. Uh, this is a very positive story about uh, the world being, like, uh, not shitty towards... Um... Everybody. No, what's the phrase that, that's used now? Like, what's the what's the community that used to be LGBT? Or is that still, that's still a, a L- phrase? Uh, queer community. Oh, that's, okay, that's, that's a proper term. Yeah, queer okay. is, yeah. When I was a kid, that term would be, like, was, I, that's, like, a very No, that, it's yeah. interesting, because yeah. there is some backlash against that being a term, because it had been used, that's the term that had been used to um, yeah. oppress people, but it's been reclaimed. No, I dig that. And, I'm just still a little uncomfortable, because, like, this is well within my lifetime. Like, when I was a kid, that's, like, that oh, was yeah, yeah. a I, term. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember, my, my lifetime, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a term, and I'm, like, uh, yeah, but, and, and I'm not trying to play the woe is me, I'm just being careful about my languages. I am a tall, white male. Mm-hmm. So there are certain times where I am by my own choice to be nice. I'm going to tread carefully because it's like, I don't like, I feel like me saying that word is very different from, from, from a, a, a Lillian type, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to describe your sexuality on the air. So I said a Lillian <laughs> type. Um, Someone from within that community. Yeah. I didn't even know if you like uh, identify or whatever. You see, I don't know any of these, uh, the things and what you're supposed to say or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
Um, I'll just say, you know, strumpet, trollop, you know, that, that thing, you know. <laughs> the trollop community. Yeah, the trollop community. Yeah. Strumpet community. But um, I was, so people were talking about the uh, 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 first name starting with a C, Jenner, because I can't. Caitlin Jenner. Caitlin. Mm-hmm. I wrote Caitlin down. And I found, uh, what I found kind of amazing just, and it was one of those like, oh, the world actually is kind of doing a lot better, is most of the people I saw bitching about it, at least in the, the you know, the community that I hang out in online, were bitching, it was either, um, I don't know who this person was because I didn't watch that show, uh, you know, and then a lot of, yay, good for you, and then, wow, this is really oversaturated for someone I've never heard of, and I'm like, this is a fucking really, really much more enlightened world than the one I grew up in, because... Their main complaint is, I don't know who this lady is, because mm-hmm. it's people of our age group, like, th- th- he was apparently Olympian uh, back then, Bruce Jenner, was mm-hmm. like some kind of decathlete or something, mm-hmm. but I guess it was before we were born. So I literally didn't know who the Jenner person was, bef- like, because I don't watch that Kardashian thing. So like, mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't know fuck all. And it was just really nice to see the backlash is more, I don't, th- who is this person? Like, it was like, yay, good for you. No, it's I don't. It's more like this, the I, anti-oversaturation of the Kardashian. I, I yeah. like, and I know this has been said a, like a hundred times, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty glad that, um, that she didn't go with Caitlyn with a C. I think the K, I mean. I think that she that went was, with Caitlyn with a C. I heard, I heard an interview where, where she was, or, or somebody made a reference to an interview. She said that she did that purposefully to like distance herself from, the Kardashian side of things. Yeah. But, so it um, still works. It still works yeah. verbally, but not, uh, yeah. or, you know what I mean? Not yeah. Verbally, but I just, I just really, I just, I just, it's just thinking about it. It's like, wow, the biggest backlash is like nothing to do with like the actual thing we're talking about is more than like, mm-hmm. Oh Jesus Christ, that Kardashian guy is now like, it just, I don't want to see any of you anymore. It's like, how fucking enlightened are we? Like, I'm not saying we're there yet, but shit, that's pretty good for when I was a kid, that would be, like they light some pitchforks on fire and start fucking throwing it at at her house, mm-hmm. and now it's just like, oh Jesus, stop being in the media already. Like I heard somebody bitching because uh uh what's her name? That famous photographer did the cover there, Annie um, Leibovitz. Annie Leibovitz. And the other big, the second most controversy I heard was that may have been photoshopped. <laughs> Go America. That's that's the second controversy. We haven't even gotten to the wiener yet. We've got two controversies down, and we haven't even gotten to genitals. Go America. I'm well, proud of you. Yeah, yeah, Look, I'm not like, saying it was perfect. Just no, no, no. It's, it's better than I would have expected. And I think that's in, like, um, I mean, like, uh, uh, transphobia or trans antagonism is like, uh, I, I can't even begin to to, to articulate how. Um, how insidious that still is in in culture and how there's so yeah. many microaggressions against it. Like, for example, um, it's fucked up for, like, and I'm just noticing more of the littler things where it's like, it's kind of fucked up to be complaining, like, oh, um, for, like, cis woman to be complaining, like, oh, so-and-so, like, Caitlyn Jenner is hotter than me. Uh, and it's like, uh, first of all, it creates this othering within... Um, between transgender women and cisgender women, and that's yeah. fucked. And it's just that that kind of weird of microaggression. See, I actually I'm seeing not seeing that part as a good thing, but that that's the downside is such a huge step from 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that is such a huge step that that's the downside we're dealing with. Like, that's I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of proud of us as 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 a very small isolated pocket of the species. Like. We're we're a backwards ass country. Like we're literally teaching. Well, Jesus made the world, and that's why dinosaurs are fake and part of you know the devil's plan. But yeah. we can have a, a person in transition on the cover of a magazine, and the and the the backlash is 
that. I mean, it's it's micro, which not good. Mm. But oh my god, that's better than I would have put down. You know, if you asked me what would happen in '92, whew, you know, this this would be mm. like Kirk Cobain caused a scandal because he wore a prom dress on fucking the Headbangers Ball. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and that is an interesting thing, and I think. um I don't know. It's difficult for me to talk about the trans community because, um, like, well, I, I don't, um, I identify as non-binary, but I have so many passing privileged things that I feel like I don't really like taking up space in any kind of trans conversations. But, um. Well, fair. We're more talking about the reaction, not the actual trans community. We're talking about the cis community's reaction to it. Oh, yeah. yeah no, yeah. That, no, which yeah. is fair. And, like, um, uh, the thing, as I said, I'm, like, so, uh. It's hard for me to articulate. I feel like uh, I'm more versed in a lot of how those micro microaggressions seem. And you're right. I yeah. kind of lost sight of like how, uh, well, I don't think it would have happened. Yeah, that's ago. what I mean. That's, that's like, like a thing. This yeah. is fucking great. Like, like back in the, like to go, I mean, it's a much broader example, but just much more visually uh, intensive. It was such a big deal. Uh, like, like Rosa Parks. Fuck you. I'm not getting up. I'm going to sit here on the bus. Mm-hmm. In the end, that's just some lady sitting on one side of the bus. It's a nothing thing, but it's like, it meant like, that is like this big giant deal. So 20 years later, or much more than 20 years, but either way, we get to the point that it's like, we're, we're talking about, uh, the language used for people of color or the, you know, oh my God, that's better. Like, like, mm. yeah, still sucks, but damn, that's better. Like there was armed guards in letting, uh, black kids into that school, which I can't think of the name of. Now it's we're arguing on air about language. That's fantastic. Like that's a really good jump. Not there yet, but very good jump. So mm. yeah, it's to take the broad stance backwards. It's like, God damn, the trans thing has really done really well for themselves. Like their PR team needs to get a fucking nice pat on the back. And I think even just within my adult life, um, like the way that I think so. I know the community is, is kind of split or at least I've heard is split but I at least for a man of my age a cis male of my age mm. RuPaul is very much for the because Ru just seems like a like a fun entertaining person like RuPaul's cisgendered though RuPaul's a cisgendered no no but I mean somebody that that uh uh whatever the term is for dressing as a woman oh um well well it's drag queen oh yeah I don't know whatever the, but that that person seemed like completely like oh yeah it's just that's just what she he's doing like it's just like, mm-hmm. it, to me, it, like, very normalized it. So, like, when the kind of the media or, like, the culture that I live in caught on to the transgender issues, it was much more comfortable for me to even, like, not like it ever be uncomfortable because I'm not particularly square about anything, but it it's much more easy because, like, oh, yeah, it's like RuPaul. Yeah, it's, I got that. Don't even worry about yeah, it. Yeah. I, Ru- and I liked I, Bowie growing up, so that helps. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, the thing is with RuPaul and the way I feel about drag, I mean, like, lately, and I really like the concept of drag, it's been squeaking me out a little bit because, um... And like, and I had my friend talk about on on one of her podcasts about it about how I think there's a lot of a lot of drag seems kind of misogynist to me, um, and not yeah. all of it, but I think it's just like this idea of like, oh, well, look how well we can just try on womanhood, no, and wash it off her face later. There, there's a I I've seen a bit of because the standard plays that drag race, the RuPaul show, and there yeah. there is a lot of. There's a pretty a lot of laughing at women and not laughing with them. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like. I'm glad you said that because I was picking up on that, but I wasn't sure if it's was just I'm, I'm missing the 
you know, because it's obviously not something I'm familiar with. No, there's a, lot, I, there's a lot of misogyny in drag. I yeah. mean, like, especially, like, pageant drag. And, I mean, there's art drag, and the whole point of art drag is to poke holes in the very concept of gender identity, and that's super rad. But, um... That's the one where everybody kind of looks like, kind of like anime at the Mardi Gras. Like, where it's, like, big, giant, weird things, and their faces all painted, and you can't tell what gender they are, and it's like... Well, yeah, that's, yeah, it's more of, like, a... More artful. I don't know. Like it's less. Uh, I'm just going to be a pretty lady. Or no, that's what I mean. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. like like carnival, but like kind of like kabuki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know I'm describing poorly, but like my experience with watching that is yeah, like two couple... vice specials and and half an episode of Drag Race. Yeah, so like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think also um, and Aladdin Sane. Yes. And also, I think a lot of uh, and I think uh, there's a there's some trans misogyny in drag as well. Um, in this, the idea of First of all, the novelty of men in dresses is transmisogynist because there's a lot of people who, first of all, like the, the whole concept of being a man in a dress is extremely, extremely fucked up to them. Wait, wait, and, I, sorry, I have to back up. I'm not. I'm. I'm trying to parse transmisogynist. I don't. What What does that mean? Oh, transmisogyny. Misogyny. Is, I got. I got. I. I sort of know what trans is, but like, how does trans? It's misogyny against trans women. But oh, okay, no, no, that's sorry. Yeah, got. Yeah. In, it's not like this. When I was a kid, and then again, this is its language thing, was uh, was the term trans would have applied to RuPaul back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I was fucking up. So a drag queen does not fit under the umbrella of trans. This is two separate entities. Yes. Okay. I thought it was like, and not to call them fish, but it's like all carp are fish, but not all fish are carp. I thought trans was the umbrella term, and then there's subdivisions. Okay, no, no, no so drag no. and trans are two... Okay, now I, now I understand. No, drag is... Uh, drag is um, now well, this makes they're sense. They're not though. all cis people engaging and dressing up as their, the gender that they were not assigned at birth, but um, it's... And again, it's just trying it on. Yeah, no, no, I, now I got yeah. you. It just, I thought that applied to them. I'm like, wait, how, you're fighting yourself there. No, no, I, I, now it's clear as things that are clear. Mm-hmm. Clear as Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> clear as 90s Pepsi. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, okay, I got it. So they're 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 trans trans misogynist. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense to me. And, yeah. and I think some people um I don't know. There's 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 varying degrees of sensitivity about that. Um Well, yeah, it's but... it's and I'm not I'm not shitting on on the gay community, but the 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 kind of camp gay that I was referencing earlier, um, there is there's a, quite a kind of anti female thing there where there's this kind of absolutely and it it's weird like I don't know it's just well it's like I noticed that in college um, how many uh, when I when I first moved to Portland when I was eighteen how uh, how many of my new gay friends like thought that like just feeling up women was like totally okay yeah and yeah, I'm just like yeah. nope. No, nope. yeah. this isn't some kind of get out of groping free card. Like this is still fucked up, and just because you're not ascribing a sexual a sexual thing to it doesn't mean that there isn't one taken, and doesn't mean that that's not gross. Okay, this is going to be difficult to get across, but that's kind of what I was going with earlier. With the just because I'm part of the larger culture doesn't mean it's not shitty to call me that. It's like, mm-hmm. well, just because you're a gay guy and you you identify as one way, that doesn't mean you can grab her tits. That's not okay. Like, mm-hmm. that's, you're still, I mean, it's obviously a much larger, but you get the idea. That's sort of the thing I was referencing, where it's like, I, I, I see, like, kind of why that makes sense on your side, but you're still, that's still not a good thing to do. Like, yeah. that's kind of the, the reference point. Is I, really, I, yeah. think there, I think yeah. there's a certain toxicity, honestly, to um, a huge swaths of the um, white cisgendered um, 
male queer community of like well i i would i would take the white out of that statement though because i've i've known a lot a lot of caddy uh person of color um oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no i'm yeah, not saying yeah. no i'm just saying like the white like the white i think there's no real at least from what i've seen there's no color line to that one it's just mm-hmm. there's a pattern across the board a rainbow of kind of well you don't like women very much do you <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, well, there's that strip club, uh, there's Silverado in Portland where they're notorious for kicking out women and things like that, which is, there's a degree of, it's a a gay strip club, which to a degree is fair because it's a very popular place for women to celebrate bachelorette parties, which is really tacky to go to a queer space and celebrate your, you know, your, Mm. your hetero, uh, your hetero privilege bullshit in a queer space, tacky as shit. But um, yeah, 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 I could, I could, I could totally see that being, and it, it is like it's a queer uh, or gay, whatever. It's a, it, it's, it's not meant for uh, cis ladies to be looking at dick. Yeah, it's okay. not. Yeah, it's not on the well because I know like back when they were trying to make the the male strip clubs like men showing their dick clubs. Um, those are creepy though. You no, know, but back when they were trying yeah. to make those happen, uh, apparently no one saw it coming. We're like, no gay guys are going to show up, so it was like. A combination of like straight dancers and gay dancers, and then like the gay, you know, like the gay community would show up in the street. I was like, no, I, th- I thought it was going to be ladies looking at me, and there mm-hmm. became this whole. So I wasn't sure if Silverado, as you said, yeah, I, I wasn't sure if that was like uh, that was still a thing where it's ostensibly for the ladies, and really it's, a, but no, it's a, it says mm-hmm. it on the tin, yeah, 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 and I, I think, um, there, uh, there's been uh, this, this weird, there's just been a dichotomy in, um, and a lot of the like the cis male queer community of um being being so outrageous Wait, cis male queer yeah what does queer mean there if they're cis oh, that's... Oh, that, that, that queer can mean gay and trans and um, oh, i thought cis meant like um a cis just means that uh you identify just... with the gender you were assigned at birth so what part of the queer identifies with the gender I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being argumentative. I'm like no, literally. I, I don't understand the subspecies. We're. Ooh, I didn't mean species. That was a linguistic thing. Subsect we're referring to. Like what of the queer community? What's queer the, is this blurry umbrella term? Oh no, no, I got that. But what's the one that likes? What's the one that identifies as the gender they were born with? Cis. No, no, I know. But what part of you? You said cis and then queer at the end of the at the end of the thing. So what part of? Like I'm, cis, I'm essentially just, saying, um, white cis gay dudes. No, but how are they cis? Sorry, I'm not. I'm really not trying to be. No, dense no, here. I understand. Cis just means that the people who are not, because uh, there's there there are queer dudes who are assigned um, assigned female at birth. I'm not talking, and they tend not to have. The okay, same. wait, wait. So, so cis doesn't mean. Okay, so you can be you can I okay. So if I liked having sex with men. Mm. I could be a cis gay guy because I think I'm a guy. Like I, I identify. You identify with the gender. You oh, so cis birth, would yes. still work for me. Yes. Okay. I thought cis. Okay. I thought cis meant like, um, uh, 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 to, to, to use an old eighties, uh, one of my favorite eighties camp gay term, breeders. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I got to, I, oh, that's why I was confused. Okay. Oh, so it's, okay, yeah, it's yeah. only identify. So it's, you're identifying with your chromosome mm-hmm. that you were born with. It doesn't matter what you're doing with it. That, okay. Got, sorry. Yes. Again, you have to understand. The world I grew up in had none of these terms. And as much as I like uh, defying uh, the conventions of your communities, 
I also only like to find conventions I understand in the fucking slightest. So uh, this one, yeah. <laughs> so I tied an onion at my belt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which was, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I understand. Two bees for a whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, and I, and I get where you're coming from with that, but it just uh, I feel like they're trying to claim this dichotomy of um, come here under come here under our gay umbrella and everybody's welcome and everyone has a good time, but also we're outrageous and we're going to be like insulting and challenging. And I just feel like we're kind of evolving. Uh, there's a there's a term that I really like. Um, it's called the punching up. Have yeah. you heard about that? Uh, well, I mean, I know it from uh, from mixed martial arts, which may be where the metaphor comes from. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, punching it's, up in mixed martial arts is when you're in, you're in the mounted position, like you're on the ground, and somebody's trying to put you in a hold, and literally you're punching from the ground. So it, it the metaphor would be in a subservient position, trying to punch up. Yes, but yeah. it would be like if you were roll if you were playing mis- martial, mixed martial arts playing it i don't think that's what it's called. no actually it is oh, really? Really? i was actually like really impressed playing? with you in jiu-jitsu it's called playing jiu-jitsu that's, oh, okay. yeah i was really so impressed if you're with playing you. if yeah, you're yeah, playing yeah, mma yeah. um that says that's going on the assumption that you're playing mma on the writhing injured bodies of those who played mma before you and instead of punching at the person trying to hold you down you're punching at the people underneath you well yeah so, i mean I, I i actually covered all that with the word metaphor but you yeah. you can over explain all you want and make uh, people feel thing. bad it's my yeah. thing um but uh yeah so uh, they, uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like punching down. I feel like we should, we should be fucking beyond that, and um, we should be at the point where we're listening to people instead of immediately um, disregarding their experiences. Yeah. And well, there's a, I, a, a radio show I used to really like called Ron and Fez, and Fez is a, uh, well, they're off the air now, but Fez is a, a, at what very long story straight came out of the closet uh, uh, as a gay man on air, and um, not. He came out on air as a gay man, not his character was gay. Mm-hmm. Point is. But he was, he was in his 50s or whatever and he came out. So he had like this kind of, uh, almost going back to that weird uh, feminist lady I was listening to the BBC show. He had this kind of Rip Taylor 1970s gay thing about him, which is mm-hmm. like, so he bet any young gay guy is like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Because it's just like, <laughs> like, that's gone. And there's a certain, like, I think part of the, part of the gay community, at least the ones that I've run into, uh, the, there is a bit of like the older generation, which is still kind of hanging on to like the, um, wild over the top, like the the that that style that was kind of seventies popular. Like Paul Lind, yeah, Paul Lind was a very good example for the guy for Fez who I was talking about. But uh, there seems to be a community where like that that thing kind of, which is like super non PC now because it's just like that guy was just like horrible. Like I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's just he was just shitting on women left and right. He was shitting on other gay guys. Like he was just a, like. At the time, very funny and well, well courageous to be mm. like that on 70s TV. Mm. But for, ne- you know, these days. So there is a certain, like, at least in the gay community, it seems like there's like this, because they've been not accepted longer, but like, they've been kind of in front of the camera longer. There's like a little bit of this kind of entrenched, like, well, whatever, we're just going to do our thing. You go, you know, tch, go away, you know. Well, I remember yeah. in college when I was like 18 or 19 hearing, um, we had this weird group of gay Republicans in our dorm and, uh. One of them said, "Like you don't understand, I'm a gay. I'm a, as a gay man. I am worse than it's worse than being a man. Worse than being a woman. Blah blah blah." And I was like, "Ew! Like you're tr- that. That's not really a claim that you're gonna make. And um, that doesn't. Um, I'm, I came out. I came out this at the wrong direction. But it, it was just like this. This." I got it. it. Was, They're it was going neg- to hell because I like men. Read it me was just, loud okay, and clear. No, it, was neg- it was to completely negate all the other privilege that they experienced. Yeah. 
And like, I feel like sometimes there's kind of, kind of like this anti-privilege grab. Yeah, that people do, and um, well, that's what I was making fun of the 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 men's rights things before, where it's yeah, like, it's an anti like, like I get it's where, hot, it's privileged hot potato, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I get where you're coming from, and like most of your points are stupid, but like I get where you happen, but like shut up, like you're no, <laughs> like have one argument, like you should not belong to a group. If sorry, I just yeah, mm-hmm. but I think that that's almost, and honestly, that may even be like a sign for the good. It's that a what was once a like really really kind of shit upon like have to hide in the corners like this was like the not talked about like you know your 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 deformed uh half brother that lives in the attic named hugo mm-hmm. like the gay community now they've been around and accepted for long enough that they can kind of start being jerks about it it's like that's kind like honestly that's almost good where it's like we've almost like not not as a as a whole but like the fact that that could even be a thing that's happening is like well, good for you guys. Like, you're so accepted, you can now be part of, like, the patriarchal bullshit. Like, I'm not saying that's good, but, like, wow, what an acceptance. Like, good good on you. Like, don't go to the South or nothing, but, like, f- you know, for the Northeast and um, Pacific Northwest, fucking thumbs up. That's yeah. punching down. Punching down, not punching up. Uh, that's no, no, I, yeah. no, no, I don't think the punching down part is good. I just think it's, it's a, again, like, like the, like the, talking about the old 70s shows or whatever, it's like, mm. it's, it's, it's good that, like, Wow, you've like what a what a road you've gone to. Like you actually like you because that's the thing that happens is eventually the Irish just become white and they just start running shit like everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. it's like wow. Or like the the Chinese literally when the Chinese came to America when, uh, when the uh, earthquake happened in San Francisco in what nineteen oh eight or whatever it was. Let's say twenty thousand people died. I don't remember the number, but twenty thousand people died. Do you know what that means? Mm-hmm. Twenty thousand white people. They literally didn't count Chinese people as humans when mm-hmm. they counted the dead in the San Francisco earthquake. Mm-hmm. Now they're, I think, the largest economy on the planet. They're basically better than the United States. Like, there's, I mean, I shouldn't use China example because their country's kind of horrible. But that jump of, like, you go from, like, literally not people to, like, oh, now you're acting like assholes like the rest of us is not, that part's not good, but it's like, wow, that's actually pretty good. Like, if everybody just keeps climbing and climbing and climbing, kind of, at some point, everybody starts to be, like, much higher than they used to be. And, you know, the the punching down, it's like, wow, you're punching down to a lot less low than you used to, you know? Like, it used to be, oh, you're literally not people. Now it's, I get to treat you like an asshole and pay you less. And then, like, soon it's going to be, like, it's, you're marched towards equilibrium to everybody but the people that make a shitload of money. And that's, you know, it's not bad. I don't know. I feel like You can hold hands together and be poor. Yeah, I don't know. more locks together is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I just feel like um, having having success be predicated on that is oh, a dangerous yeah. thing. No, no, that sucks. I'm just saying the the that kind of American ideal, or at least the old American ideal, of like pull yourself by your bootstraps and everybody can be like... There's a, it's kind of cool that like some of the communities that used to be literally subhuman are now kind of part of the problem. Like not the part of the problem that's cool, but it's like wow, what a like literally the Irish weren't people. Like the Jap- the Chinese weren't people. There was internment camps in America for the Japanese, and now like they're. I mean, every every sleazy comedy movie starring you know uh, uh, straight white males talk about how they have like yellow fever or whatever. Like you know. that's not a good thing. No, no, it's not a good thing. But what I'm saying is it turned from subhumans that were putting in concentration camps to... being to, fetishized. Well, I didn't mean the fetishized. I mean the fact that it's talked, even referenced in a movie. It was, I mean, that was, that, that, that's a giant leap. I'm not saying like that part's good, but it's a giant leap from internment camp to, oh, you're actually allowed to reference these no, people. And, yeah. and I get, yeah. I, I totally get where you're coming from with that. And I just feel like that's like also kind of dangerous to, to, to constantly be looking backwards and seeing what used to happen. 
like kind of um oh yeah no yeah, it's dangerous no itself. still a shitload of work to do i'm just saying at some point you can go like yeah good job guys like i'm just saying pat on the back there's still a lot of games to be played like mm-hmm. like if we're if this were a sports season like if 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 hey let's stop stomping on the people that have left power uh uh fl um uh, <laughs> the sports season we're not even close to the playoffs yet but you know we're still putting together a good season you know we're we're getting to the point that we're working our way almost to like 500 like still got a losing record but really crawling our way up there you know mm-hmm. uh we got to you know, change a couple football team names and, you know, uh, start getting some payment structures better, you know, uh, uh, you know, a couple, you know, couple, couple, uh, couple of cities need, need some help, but, you know, really crawling away up to like a, like a nice 500, you know, six wins, six losses. Well, it's interesting because I feel like we've, we're at the point where we've hit that wall where, um, there's a lot of institute, there, there is a shit ton of institutional, um, institutional and systemic, um, uh, systemic problem like issues of oppression that are affecting everybody everywhere and every time every second but um and that's i don't know it's, it's simultaneously dangerous and good that i feel like we've hit to the wall where um it isn't codified in law and in society as much yeah but at the same time that is the one of the more difficult walls to go to to get de- to bring oh down. yeah totally it's just it's a nice wall to try to take down be, like it's, it's harder a, yeah no but it's a more comfortable wall because you're not having you're not getting uh stomped on legally while you're trying to take mm. the wall down so it's it's nice to have a legal standing in order to do it you know yeah so that's yeah no that's that's kind of what i was referencing like yeah we're not there in any way like there's no equality like even like you know the the kind of patriarchal you know white patriarchal like i'm white male that's above average height I still am nothing compared to the people that actually run shit. Like that's, you know, that's, I'm basically on your team. I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I guess, you know, it, to use the old, uh, Alex is actually five, four, by the way, he just likes bringing it up because well, he's very insecure about it. That it, This is very true. If, 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 I mean, it's not, I have no joke to go with that. I bring it, <laughs> I, no, I bring it up because most uh, fortune 500 companies are run by uh, men that are white and above six foot tall. Mm-hmm. It's like just so I bring it up as like I'm oh. literally the example. No, that's the reason yeah, I bring yeah, it up is sense. I when you look at the average height, uh, uh, sexual uh, proclivity, uh, gender, etc. of people that are in power, you, you're like you just described Alex. Like I mean, it's like I so, but I'm still well not having anything to do with there. So it's kind mm-hmm. of again like we're all kind of joined together as like the Morlocks. So. Kind of the ninety nine percent thing, you know. As as everything gets more stratified that way, like us Morlocks get to gather together and be one group, yeah. like the LGBT, the queer community. Like we're we're at this point, we get to just keep adding letters and letters and letters until we're all together, just looking up, going, "Please stop stomping on us. Mm-hmm. Give us food." <laughs> well, yeah, that's that, and that's why you go back to the whole con- the whole concept of the wall, um, of having uh, all of the. It's so much trickier to tackle, um the unofficial forms of oppression are not unofficial that's like to- totally no i know the, the kind of codified in law like like written down like directly oppressive like uh uh eight negroes equal one actual vote no laws, but no, you know, no, no. Yeah, yeah yeah and now we're moving on to things like that the prison system is completely fucked and that all these other things are completely yeah. fucked and very very clearly against people of color and etc cetera, etc cetera. and like that is just so much harder to break down. 
Yeah. Than being like, this law is wrong, and let's change this one law. Yeah. And that's and it's also dangerous because so many people think that everything are that things are better than they are because they don't have to deal with it. And yeah. then it goes way more on an individual basis. Yeah. Well, that's that goes to the 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 Jenner thing and having you know uh, the RuPaul show and whatever. It's like for for you know for essentially like the uh, the guy that came from the same mold as a as a Rothschild. Uh, you know, I, this is something that's within my, my spectrum of, of, I mean, I shouldn't use an example because I don't watch TV and I'm friends with a bunch of gay guys, but like, I would be very similar to me not living in Portland and that would be like in part, you know, in front. So you can get some of the issues shown to you a little bit, which is mm-hmm. a, a definite step in the right direction. Um, it just, you know, everything takes a shitload of time and some stuff doesn't cause really, uh, you know, again, not to look backwards, but like, man, it's not been that long. Like. For, uh, I mean, it's been that the oppression was that long, but from everything was kind of like the 50s and the 80s. And now it's like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. like pretty good. Like this internet thing's been like really good for everybody, like not being a shithead to each other. Well, no, yeah. no that's something I think is really interesting is, um, and I feel like it showed using this as an example, but like my, like, uh, ever since I started using Tumblr a couple years ago. I'm way more interconnected with, like, teenagers because it's a big – obviously, it's predominant. I think it's eh, – not predominantly teenagers, but there's a lot of teenagers on there. Yeah. And um, and it's interesting to see – and even with youth culture now, even with people who are in their early 20s now, um, how having the immediacy of the internet has changed youth culture. Yeah. Because I we had the internet as teenagers and pretty much only as teenagers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You were a late teenager, right? When you were the no, I, well, I got it super early though. I was I was an early adopter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I got I twelve, I think, was when I first got you know some kind of early primitive internet access. Yeah, yeah. and it's like okay, so I graduated high school in two thousand three. Um, the internet that existed in two thousand three, there's so many like really basic cornerstone cornerstones of the internet that didn't exist then, like YouTube, for example, yeah. and like just like the really basic ability of having so much available to you at all times which we theoretically had when we were younger but you had to jump through way more hoops for it yeah and that um and having that immediacy now and i think that's one of the things that's interesting about that is i think a side effect of that is that um youth for lack of a better term are more um uh more socially um aware than i feel like you than than teenagers around when we were when we were teenagers in that time and i also like yeah yeah i mean i I don't disagree i think they're probably more pop cultural not not um uh issue of the day socially aware than we were Mm -hmm. um i think probably the core social awareness is probably just about the same but the issue of the day thing yeah they're infinitely more than we and the issue of the day now is is you know uh gender dynamic or you know, the thing we're talking about i don't know what the overall phrasing is but yeah, yeah and, I, and i like it. one thing that i really love about like uh predominant youth culture now is it's like this wonderful mishmash of like subcultures and things like that because they had that immediacy of being able to access music instantly and videos and oh they just like, ran out of new things when i was a kid everything was brand new <laughs> there was new music out every- yeah yeah, well, there is that the thing is there's a combination of new stuff, but they also have every old thing at their at their fingertips. Oh no, totally, yeah. In a way that I couldn't have dreamed about when I was a teenager. Yeah, and that's kind of changed things to the point where everything is very, um, I don't know, coagulated is not the right word, but almost like that. You know, yeah. like it just is mish. Everything's a mishmash. Yeah, yeah. And I really appreciate that, and I think it's rad. Yeah, 
There's a uh, so the other radio show I listened to. Well, it's still the the newer form of Ron and Fez, just called the Bennington Show. But they uh, they talk to their interns all the time, and they had this intern last uh, season uh, where he was I don't know twenty or whatever. But he was just this he he was just if he grew up in our generation, he'd be called like a gay kid. Like he knits. He's like hangs out with girls, like, but he's totally just a straight, not even straight, like, because that's the thing. I'm using my old terminology. Mm. He was the kind of he liked women, but any of the kind of accoutrements that go on with any other thing, just it just his his generation doesn't have them, and not that they all do, but like it just doesn't occur to him. So it's just mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, I, I yeah I, I like knitting, you know, like just I like yeah I, I like you know I. I hang out with girls, like, like any, I can't think of other examples, but anything that was stereotypically kind of of the, uh, uh, when we were a kid, when I was a kid would be like the gay, you know, culture. You just, no, it's just what I like. I also like, you know, football and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, that's like, that's the straight culture now. And it's not even, I couldn't, shouldn't even say the straight culture. It's just, it like the, the line isn't there for them nearly as much as it is for us. Like even like kind of joking around with this kid on air, somebody made like something like, yeah, you're totally gay. You're like, yeah, I mean, I guess it could be. It's just like, it's like not even like when I was a kid, that was like a thing to be insulted by. And now it's like, no, it's just, yeah, I mean, I guess it's like, yeah, wow, good for you guys. Like, yeah, no, the, the generation after, after yours, I suppose is, is, yeah, it's like. Which bums me out yeah. because it's. <laughs> no, it bums me out. I wasn't yeah. in yours. Like, I'm, I'm much more Gen X than, than. No, yeah. see, I got like the worst, I got the worst ends of the stick where I miss Gen X and I'm. Also missed the boat on millennials. Sort yeah, of. yeah, I got like the tail end of both cool generations, and it sucks. Yeah, and I got like I got, I mean, I got the tail end of Gen X, and I just never particularly cared about hating people for who they fucked. So like, I got a lot of like the next generation downs kind of laid back thing because like I don't really like care like that whole like mm-hmm. uh like I didn't pick up a lot of the like New Jersey racism that like my parents and their generation have like it's like in the whole like. Uh, you like having sex with a dude. It's nothing to do with me. Like so, yeah. So like, I'm like, oh man, I would have got along with you guys so well. Like, like the 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 shit I don't care about is the shit you don't care about. And like, our school wasn't that bad about. I was Alex and I went to the same high school, and our school wasn't that bad about that. I felt. I mean, maybe when your I, generation. No, when I was because you were five years older than me. But one like, of the um, one of, I remember one of the football players. Actually, I had a dog chain on one of the football players lifted me up by it and called me a faggot. So um, mm. yeah, I didn't know it was there was. It was a little. It was yeah. still. It was still there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, there was like some of that in high school, but like, it wasn't that bad. But it wasn't like good either. It was just yeah. kind of like something we didn't talk about. Yeah, we were kind of that transition phase where it's yeah. like, it's we were a transitional yeah. generation. Well, the generation it's like, but like you know, we're you and I are both outliers in our generation where it's like, I I totally like there's there's nothing of the next generation that like weirds me out it's it's mostly like oh wow that's cool good for you guys like i still have this weird thing in my head that i have to associate that way like Mm. like in my head it's still like like to me and i don't mean this like i don't believe this but my natural state is um man and woman because that was like that was like i don't know the hetero binary yeah no but i mean a lot of years before that was even like a topic to be even like approached, like it wasn't even like it wasn't like oh I there was like there wasn't gay people on TV it wasn't like an idea, so that's still kind of in my head like as like oh well that's the normal thing and it's like I don't actually think that but it's like that those early neural pathways mm-hmm. are still kind of trained in there and like I'm well aware as like a thinking human of like oh no it's that's 
you know, the majority of thing, but that's only because we're monkeys and mm -hmm. most people don't think about stuff. So oh. they like, they like fucking and having kids and they don't think, but of thinking people, no, that's not the normal. That's one of the reasons yeah. I love it with the, I like the, the preschool I teach at, um, and I, I what is something that's great also is I know I work at a very progressive place, so I'm like totally okay to do this. Is the kids will be arguing about like, well, boys can't do this and girls, and I'll just look at them and I'll be like, what about people who aren't boys or girls? What if people, you know, some people are not boys or girls, some people are both, some people are neither, and some people are in between, whatever. And they're just like, well, what if, what about this? Like, but if you have a penis, you're a boy. And I'm like, not always. And they're like, well, yeah, this. And I'm like, not always. Yeah. And that's it. And we don't go into detail about it, but I just got to lay down like this very simple, like, this is, I'm just letting you have this pathway open. Yeah. Because I feel like if I had grown up with that pathway open and it like, and, and like, I think feel like non-binary and agender and all that like wasn't in the discourse when we were children. Yeah. I wish it was for when I was a kid too, because I don't like. I don't like identify as a like a straight male. That's not like a thing that like like I don't identify as something else, but like that's not a thing that like resonates with me. Mm -hmm. Like 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 that's I mean honestly, it sounds kind of boring. Like like I don't it's not like I don't know, it's not like it just seems kind of limiting and like I don't really have a this any like attachment to it. And I feel like if I was, you know, maybe, you know, X number of years younger, there would be like some kind of other phraseology hey there's that word again uh that could be used <laughs> but like you know for my for my thing is just you know uh well i grew up with a dick therefore boy uh you know and i i happen to be straight therefore so it's like this thing there's like yeah it doesn't really work though because it's not like I, because almost yeah. all children literally almost all children are gender fluid um until i think it's seven or eight yeah. is when um you realize i think it might even be a little bit later than eight um, yeah, it's when you take your first Holy Communion and have the Spirit of Christ coming <laughs> to you and all the negative e evil oh, homo thoughts. Oh, that's when that happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, they're, 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 we actually did this in one of my early childhood classes where um, we asked a girl who was, I think, seven, which you think seven is old enough to understand this, but we asked a girl who was like, do you think you're going to be a boy when you grow up or are you going to be a girl when you grow up? And she was like, I'm probably going to be a girl, but I don't know. Yeah. And she wasn't saying this in like this really, you know, progressive kind of way. It was that like, Children really seriously have, like, you can teach them gender, but even the idea that, that your genitals are dictate your gender yeah. is not a solid thing until, like, seven or eight. Or, well, yeah, because yeah, they don't do anything except for excrete waste for quite some number of years later. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, not, there's not an A to B but linear. You, between, but yeah. people think that, like, their gender can change. You think that your gender can change. Like, most people, and that's, like, a developmental thing that yeah. you learned at school that, like, that is not set in your brain until way later yeah. that like that can't change. Yeah. And I, mean, I think a, there's a lot of things like that too. I mean, not to make it argue, but I mean, that's also the same as second language acquisition. You know, there's a lot of things. Oh that are, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think, well, that's an interesting comparison because I feel like that's something that is so heavily socialized, even by the more well-meaning parents that, um, because again, being agender, being non-binary is just like not really a huge part of like the the discourse in yeah. early childhood discourse and parenting discourse and all that. I think like if more people were to run with that, which I think is probably a generation or two down. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. I would just my thing is like instead of instead of running with that is not force. 
not like just not force the boy girl thing like yeah not like i mean literally don't bring up that you can choose or just like just don't force one's a boy one's a girl like just no line and then later you can decide because i just feel like having any distinction like saying like it's again it's that thing white versus black from earlier where it's it just drawing a line anywhere kind of makes me weird so it's like well you can also be it just kind of makes me like well, I just yeah, know yeah. that, like when I when I was when I was a child, I definitely there were so many times where I wished that I was a boy and that I wished that I had been raised, born as a boy, and that I thought about like like sexual reassignment surgery and things like yeah, that. Yeah, no, but that's what I mean. And if you like, don't bring up boy, like we shouldn't even say boy girl. It's just no, yeah, yeah no, yeah, it yeah. should just end. But I yeah. think, um, but that's boy girl's gonna come up. That's why I think it's very, it's just as important to bring up non to present non-binary options and a, a gender options and just like to not close that door. Yeah, see, the, I I don't like the boy girl thing. I just think like the way boy girl comes up. I just all right, let me word it this way. This is a stupid way to put it, but like if I was a kid and they just broke us into, uh, you have the equipment that you stand to go pee and you have the equipment mm. that you sit to go pee and there's no anything else assigned to it. It's just because that's all it. You're a fucking kid. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I, like, I don't, I didn't want, I don't, I don't want it. Like, I, I hate that my pathways in my brain are formed by some fucking idiot kindergarten teacher. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. fuck you. So, like, I don't want any boy girl stuff, like, at all. Like, just, mm-hmm. just, just this part for, as for as far as you're concerned, is just for how you're going to utilize it to make your, to make your piss go away. Because mm-hmm. that's all they're there for. Because you're a fucking kid. There shouldn't be, a gender at all you should be kid kid should be another gender it should be just yes you're you are a child you know mm-hmm. you're not a boy girl you're a child that should be that is it like you 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 there child Wipe yeah no and like and when i when at i least have, when i was a kid I yeah, like yeah when i have children i plan very like and just to have that be as much of an option as being boy or gr- being a boy or a girl to yeah. make them know that there is another thing that they can they, they can be if that's what they feel like they are because i feel like um that would alle- and, and a lot of that just goes to playing for the fact that like you know gender is a uh, so much of gender is a bullshit construct. Um, yeah, that's the part that that I'm. I know my fight is unwinnable, but I just wish we didn't have to. I didn't. I don't want this shit in my head. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be a boy girl thing when I was a kid. I, that's that's dumb. I hate that my brain's been tampered with. Well, yeah, that's why. That's one of the reasons it's difficult for me to unpack my whole my my non-binary identity is because I can't pretend that you know however many years of socialization i can't just write them off as socialization and i can't untangle what socialization and what is my actual proclivity at this point you know i kind of but also i mean to me at a certain point you're an adult so it doesn't matter it's nature nature and nurture combined Mm -hmm. to one so you are what you are so like i like that's what i say like i like it's, it's for ease of progress i say i'm straight but like if I ever met a dude I want to fuck, I'm totally going to fuck him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, I, I'm, it's not, like, I didn't check that off my list saying, like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Just, I've not run into that guy mm. at 34. I don't think it's particularly likely. I'm but, picturing that guy. I'm trying to picture that guy in my head now. <laughs> uh, no, I'm telling you right now, it would be, like, one of those, uh, like, um, uh, like, the tiny little, like, kind of Puerto Rican gay pride parade short shorts with, uh, like those, uh, really? those kind of gr- brown leather boots. What were they called? Like, what were those boots called? Uh, so you're going like burrows on it, like. Oh, I can't think. Oh, whatever. But Timberlands, like Timberlands, short, uh, short uh, shorts. Uh, what are those like? Uh, uh, mesh green uh, tank tops 
and you know a little little, really, little, I, little I, Latin boy like but like just little, like, so like, little, little like 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 I, I want him about I want him about like ninety seven uh, pounds you know just like a little 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 Latin boy for my own like uh, yeah, little cutie a little Latin yeah a little Burroughs thing but yeah, yeah. well like, no no Burroughs actually like fucking children um oh no that's not Burroughs the, sorry no no no, 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 no. sorry no no I I confused him with somebody else yeah no, no sorry yeah um uh no no I, maybe Burroughs I don't know that part but yes that is what I would I think that's the way I would go because mm-hmm. bears just seem gross to me I mean not. No offense, bears. I'm not saying you guys are gross, but to my personal taste, it's just like I'm a I'm a fucking fat guy. Like I'm good. Like I don't I don't need no. I want like a I want like a tiny little wayfish, you know, a little Latin Spitfire, you know, like a John Leguizamo. I'd fuck the shit out of John Leguizamo. <laughs> That's why they have all those copies of um of uh, God. What's the na- this joke doesn't work if I can't remember the name of the movie. Well, Burroughs is naked lunch. Is no, no, I was thinking of Chocolate Guizamo. Oh. Um, and I keep wanting to think of the word ki- Spawn. Spawn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he played the, he played the evil clown in that. Yeah. yeah. Which, which I've always had an the- evil clown fetish. Yes. Which is, which is why I constantly jerk off to the insane clown posse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah that's, a, yeah, that's the thing. I just wish when I was a little kid I could have that. Like, that's, as far as, like, I mean, I don't, there's not a shit ton of, like, my childhood that was, like, particularly bad. But, like, I wish I didn't have that stupid boy girl shit tacked in my head because that's something i fight and um can i please have the tip of my dick back because <laughs> i'm not saying i would have gotten it like maybe later in life would have made that decision but like what the fuck guys mm. you chopped the top of my dick off. fuck you that's some that's some bullshit right there well it's interesting because i feel like i grew up with my mom being extremely progressive about gender issues and like we watched these home movies and i was totally dressed like and me and my sister were both wearing like very very androgynous clothing and we did yeah. for throughout our like most of our childhoods until i did like this weird thing where i only wore like but i had this weird spot weird soft spot for like really draggy like uh flouncy pink really like really whenever i embraced feminine uh femininity it was always in a really exaggerated way but um even growing up with that, it was still within the bounds of identifying with the gender you were born as. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. And I mean, especially at the preschool where I work at, where it's a bunch of really progressive Portland parents, um, their kids still say things like, oh, we're going to have the boys throw the ball because boys are better at that. And yeah. where, where I immediately just like jump in and I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah. And they know they said something wrong, but they think that they're being like – well, I mean, they're a little young for that, but there are, I mean, to be fair, there are certain gender differences that do manifest physically and, you know, just men do throw balls farther. It, that is a thing, you know, I mean, it also comes down to the fact that all sports were invented by men. So miraculously <laughs> enough, hey, that's the shit they're good at. Like, oh, weird. Hey, how odd. All the shit you guys are really good at, all the sports are based around. That's, that's fucking <laughs> shocking, you know? Yeah. You know? But, the, you know, the, 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 but, uh, you know, there is a certain, that's one of the weird things too, because you get really uncomfortable, at least as, as a, as a member of the, the aristocracy, um, is it gets weird. Cause like, I find it like I, right there, I was like a little uncomfortable pointing out things, but it's like, I actually took courses in anthropology. Like, I'm not saying anything weird, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, there's different body shapes and you know, it's, it's, there's some things that are different between like women, they live longer, like that's good, but also... I know, bet I could shoot a ping pong ball further than you. Uh, well, it depends which hole you're shooting it out of. That was the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but if we're doing asshole shots, um, because <laughs> I've, I've done some man kegels over the years, and, um, uh, frankly, uh, frankly do it. And, um, 
I believe I could hit it longer with my extended clitoris. Mm-hmm. To use it as a um, cricket. That, yeah. Cricket. If paddle. we were playing cricket, then yes. Yes. Um, no, that's one of those things. Uh, if, if it's really, I don't remember who said it, but it was just one of my favorite beatdowns I've ever seen of like a dude making comment because he was talking about how men are better at sports and yada yada. And uh, somebody just did that line of. Well, yeah, they invented all of them. Of course, like, it's never, every single sport dudes invented. Of course, it's gonna go for the shit they're good at. Like, wow, that never occurred to me. But that is a hundred fucking percent right. Like, yeah. that never occurred to me either, and I love it. But yeah, they're showing off. Yeah, like that's the point of sport is they're showing off the shit that dudes are good at. Like, mm-hmm. um, because you know women have a different body type, so physically, there's some shit that you guys are much better. Like that, there's that weird trick where if you, what's it? You, Put your back against the wall and try to lift a chair. Oh, no, no. You put your head on a wall and try to lift a chair. You ever seen this? Mm-mm. So you do like kind of bend over at the waist put your head against the wall, kind of make a 45 degree angle and put like a chair, like over a chair and try to just lift it straight up like this. Mm-hmm. Literally men can't do it because the center of gravity ends up going lower on a male than a female because you hold your center of gravity higher, I guess it is. Huh. But I, I forget what it's. Or you hold it lower, whatever way that works. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, dude, like we just go <laughs> like it just. It does like physically, we can't make it move, but we're going like it would like, like. I'm assuming I could lift a shitload heavier stuff than you. You, there's no way, like, literally, you could lift a chair like it'd be like if it's a five pound chair, you'd lift it like it's a five pound chair, and it would be like it's a fucking neutron star, it'd be like nibbler shit from future. <laughs> like, I just there's nothing I could do about it. So, like, you know, if women invented sports, it'd be all about like positional sports based around that exact position. And guys would be like, Oh, guys are so shitty at like at bend over run that way ball, you guys fucking suck. <laughs> oh, hey, look at him bending over like a man. Oh, I'm bending over like a man. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch men's bend over backwards, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, they're not. About the- the technique them not dunk big but <laughs> yeah. strong on fundamentals yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so that's futurama for you mm-hmm. um speaking of dumb shit let's wrap this thing up um we're gonna do one quick segment after this but i just want to tell lillian this lillian mm-hmm. one time i reached out to you and i touched you on the tit and i said oh girlfriend and and you told me not to mm-hmm because in this in this scenario, I'm that gay guy from your college. Mm-hmm. And you know what you can do with that gay guy from your college? Drink the memory away that's standard. You can find the standard. This is the worst t- <laughs> No, it's not. At one point in the middle of a conversation. That's what I was trying to do. At one point in the middle of a conversation about Hitler, I went into a standard thing because I thought this would be the worst way to transition into a standard commercial. And it would just make me ha- – I've actually told Reed about that one. It was literally talking about the Third Reich and like pagan – pagan fucking esoteric dark magic that the uh-huh. Third Reich was doing in the middle of it. They have I slushies went... at the standard Yeah, exactly. Now. Yeah. Like, so anyway, Goebbels was in this pit of uh, awful despair doing lines of, uh, doing lines of uh, methamphetamines and uh, sacrificing virgin goats. And, you know, there's 14 of them. You know, it's also at 14? 14? 14 Northeast 22nd. The standard. <laughs> uh, so the standard has $3 microbrews on Sunday nights, which is where I hang out. And Lillian goes there a little bit later in the night, from what I can tell, after playing her Dungeons and Dungeons. Yeah, I have to play Dungeons mm, and Dragons first. I'm going to really 16-sided die and play a mage. I'm doing that I'm voice. I'm a paladin, thank you. Well, I'm I'm a paladin, I'm a pal- too. I'm a paladin based off of Leslie Note from Parks and Recreation, which is actually really fun. I've never seen Parks and Recreation. What? I haven't. And I've also only played Dungeons and Dragons once. Mm. Didn't like it. Really? Yeah. Uh, not like I'm not. I'm not writing it off at all. Did you play with people I know? 
No, I played in like middle school. Like okay. it was just some shitty DM. Like it was not a like. Now nah, you got to play with with alcohol as an adult. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's it's. I was put into the exact wrong situation to like it. Like it was just there was no like. I don't know that I would like it, but there was no way. Like even if it's the exact game for me, mm. I you know oh, maybe I played it another time too. Anyway, the point is. A lot of people like Magic the Gathering at the standard, and that's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> what other? Do you know any of the other specials? Wednesdays is uh, is Dollar Hams night. Yeah, Wednesday is Dollar Hams, and then there's three dollar microbrews on Sunday. And... Oh, Mono Mondays, where you can watch uh, the uh, complete trans hater RuPaul uh, the Drag Race. <laughs> though I think the season just ended. Oh. Well, they had to change some of the the phrasing in. They had a lot of trans misogynist phrasing in that. Show. Oh, but yeah. Anyway, um, but no. And, what's fun about that show though is I would I didn't know, and that's why actually honestly the reason I enjoyed it was almost the thing you're talking about that's bad is I didn't. The entire show is them just shitting on the other people of the show. Oh yeah, and that part's great. Oh, I didn't know. I thought it was like a fashion show. Like I thought they were like, oh look how nice these people look. No, it's just people being catty as fuck. It's like a roast. Oh, it's really fun. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. But, As the best confessionals in reality TV. I had no idea. I was I was unaware. And there's also one very attractive uh, uh, Katya? person on the. I don't know her name. She she was in it towards the final. She had like a white face. Maybe I don't know. I only I, I, don't know. I, I literally only watched the one. I episode. only I only watched the snatch game, which is the one where they may pretend to be celebrities. And uh, I, like watched every snatch game, and that's the only. No, I, I, I saw like the one episode uh, while I was sitting there, and then like half of another one uh, on a different night. But um. That's but, what happens at the standard. All this and more. Yeah, all this and more. The standard, uh, fourteen northeast twenty second. You can find them on uh, the internet, facebook.com dot facebook dot com slash the standard pdx, and you can go there. If you click like, you will like them, and you can find updates. If you go there on certain nights, you can yell at me for how I'm uh, phobic of all sorts of things and said uncomfortable comments towards a group that you find personally uh, accurate to you, and you can be like, oh, I didn't like the things you said. About me, and I'd be like, well, what about the things I said about those other people? And they're like, no, I don't care about that. It's not part of my personal quest. I'd be like, all right, I hope uh, if you're a men's rights activist, um, make sure to go to the Basement Pub, which is located on 12th Street, <laughs> um, or the roadside attraction. Uh, remember, all men's rights activists go to any bar except for the one I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> if you want to have a nice conversation with me about that, please email me at duncantressel at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> Yes. So Ron Toms is where the men's rights activists are. Ron Toms. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Please go, go there. Please go to Ron Toms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go there. Hang out. Uh, you can um, you can talk about uh, how much uh, you've lost on your 401k and how much that's a reflection on how much uh, the lessers are making. And yeah. So in the end, the standard. Mm-hmm. It's a place where debate like this can happen mm-hmm. and happen in a free-flowing environment without judgment, without shame. Except for me, because I'm probably going to be sitting there judging you because I don't. And there's slushies. Yeah, I don't. I don't have friends or, you know, like any kind of relationship ever. And, you know, I just sit there by myself alone, write words down, and I ask you guys every week to come and join me, and you never do. Because. Do you want to disappoint Alex? How much do you want to disappoint Alex? Yeah, yeah. I do. You yeah. know, yeah. Let's uh, uh, talk about uh, host phobia. <laughs> this is host phobic. Um, that's it. All right. Let's do one more quick thing. I'm going to read you some fun stuff. Okay. And you're going to guess things. Recently on an episode of QI, Stephen Fry's wonderful uh, uh, quiz show, he played a clip of this Italian uh, rap guy from the 70s, uh, really early on, doing a rap in fake English. I had played that on my show two years previous. Mm-hmm. 
I say that because I'm stealing the segment from QI, and fuck you, you did it to me. So, uh, at one point, QI, <laughs> no, no, it just, it popped in my head, but uh, I, I feel bad because I do reference that show a lot, so, but anyway, it was just a, a ancient author called Pliny the Elder, you may have heard of him before. Um, yes. Yeah, he's, he, he wrote a, like, 20-something volume, uh, uh, well before the term encyclopedia, but 20-volume thing, there was a collection of every bit of human knowledge, mm-hmm. some of which are quite funny, uh, a lot of involving cures or whatever. So, I would like you to tell me what you think this cure is for. Not that one. Okay. Not that one. No, these I'll read to you. The other one I'll do as a quiz. These are cures for babies. The brain of a she-goat passed through a golden ring is given drop by drop by the magi to babies before they are fed with milk to guard them from epilepsy and other diseases of babies. Restless babies, especially girls, are quieted by an amulet of goat's dung wrapped in a piece of cloth. (laughs) Now, this is a man that knows everything about knowledge. Here's some cures for snake bites, Lillian. If you ever find yourself bitten by a snake in the ancient Mm. Roman world, the fumes of the burning horns or hair of a she-goat will repel serpents, they say. The ashes, too, of the horns, used either internally or externally, are thought to be an antidote to their poison. Persons who find that they are recovering but slowly from injuries inflicted by a serpent will find their health more speedily reestablished by frequenting the stalls where goats are kept. Those, however, whose object is a more assured remedy, attach immediately to the wound the paunch of a she-goat killed for the purpose, dung and all. Others, again, use the flesh of a kid just killed and fumigate it with the singed hair, the smell of which has the effect of repelling serpents. So the the farm the pharma, uh, pharmaceutical lobby was really goat heavy. It was yeah it, yeah there was there was the thing is there was a there was a there was a gloat goat gloat goat gloat yeah. <laughs> Dental hygiene. It is considered very efficacious remedy to wash the teeth with goat's milk or bull's gall. I don't want to know what that is. The pastern bones of a she-goat just killed reduce the ashes. And indeed, oh, they're just, they're murdering she-goats left and right. To avoid the necessity of repetition. Cures for a stiff neck. For the painful... Goats? You'll be surprised. Wait, wait. Male or female? Wait, 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 wait. Can I drink every time the goat comes up? Oh, yes. All right. Okay. I'm do that. Goat drink. Goat For the painful cramp... Attend with inflex- attended with inflexibility, to which the name uh, of osteo, the f- long name for stiff neck, the urine of a she-goat injected into the ears is found very useful. Also, a liniment made of the dung of that animal, the she-goat, mixed with the bulbs. Mm. So here's some questions for you. What do you think could be cured? By eating the heart of a black jackass outside on the second day of the moon. Alternatively, you could use a lightly poached boar testes, a dried camel brain with honey, or flesh gladiator's blood. But all my, edu- all my education is goat-based at this point. Yeah, not a lot of goat here, but what do you think that would cure? Come um, on, heart of a black jackass on the outside, second day of the moon. Um... I'm going to go with something menstrual. Is it menstrual? No, sorry. Epilepsy. Epilepsy. Oh. You know, the moon thing. Keep that in mind. What do you think could be cured by touching the tips of your genitals with linen or papyrus? Alternatively, drinking a glass of sweet wine mixed with the ash of a pig's penis, then urinating in your or your neighbor's dog's bed. Um... Icky, breaky heart. 
Mm, incontinence. Incontinence. Uh. Very close. Very close. What do you think would be cured with a cream made of pig's lard and the rust from chariot wheels? Alternatively, swamp's fat or the urine of a female goat? Drink. What do you think cured that? Is a cream made of pig lard and rust or swamp's fat and urine of a female goat? Hmm. I think you can get it from lard. That might be a little bit of a hint. Uh, really? <laughs> Uh, um, vaginal dryness? Oh, pretty close. Hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. Oh. Yeah, the lard, the slippy lard kind of thing. Uh, what do you think would be cured if you tied a fox's genitals to your forehead? <laughs> Weirdly enough, social anxiety. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Tie a fox's genitals to your forehead. Most likely the fox would go beep, 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 mm. while it's doing it. Because that's what the yes, fox Yes, that's, that's says. what I was thinking yeah. of that too. Um, let's see. Genitals to the forehead. Mm -hmm. um, Otherwise known as a four-bagger. <laughs> mm. um, forehead. Headaches? Headaches. Yeah. Very nice. Do now, I get Peter Seagal's voice on my answering machine now? Uh, I don't know who that is, but uh, sure. That's an NPR joke, but yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm Peter Seagal. Uh, leave Lillian a message. See? That's a, the, no, no, it I isn't Peter Seagal. I don't, I don't the know. other guy from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I don't know. I fucked up my own NPR joke. Whatever. Here's the thing is I don't know anyway, so I'm pretty sure my, my impression right there, 100% accurate. Uh -huh. And you'll be happy to know that if you are choking on a piece of bread, that can be easily cured by placing pieces of the same loaf in your ears. What the fuck? Hey. No, I know. I just, it's like, I love hearing this old medical stuff because it's like, and I talked to my friend who's going to naturopath school about this, and I was like, I don't know. I really need to see where this is proven and where it's bullshit. And she was like, you know, things that get passed through the USDA aren't really as proven anyway. But then there's like so many years of this kind of bullshit. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about homeopathy is... Okay, let's go the other Naturopathy way. Naturopathy is not. Okay, naturopathy. Yeah. Sorry, mistake. But let me, I was actually going the other way. The, the, the thing with, with drugs and anything that goes to USDA, it is proven to work, double-blind, rigorous scientific study. Mm -hmm. However, proven why it works and whether or not it's going to eventually cause your kid to have three arms coming out of one side, that's where the difference lies. Yeah. So, like, we're both, I'm assuming you still are, I'm on an antidepressant. Mm -hmm. They still don't actually know why this works. Oh, no, I'm on a brand new, yeah. uh, like, the antidepressant I'm on is so new that I had the pharmacist and pretty much any professional who I know who knows that I'm on it asking me with, like, this weird glee of, like, how's it working out yeah. for you? How's that? <laughs> yeah. And I asked my, I asked my nurse practitioner, I was like, so I'm having this problem and this problem. And um, her answer was, well, I don't really know because not very many people I know are on it. Yeah. You're kind of a test case. Yeah. And I was like, that is a wonderful thing to know about the drug that is regulating my brain chemistry yep. right now. So that's the fun thing. But they do test double blind but against placebo that it does have an efficacy. That's the one thing I will give science. Like, science is really good at double blinds, really good at proving something mm. does something. They're not so good with the whole, well, we don't really know why, you know, it's whatever, we're shut up, you know? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, what happened to your baby? It's got fins? Okay, okay yeah, we'll, we'll take that off the market. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that was what my friend was saying about uh, about naturopathy and all that. I was like, well, I, I want to see how, like, how much this is tested and all that. And she goes like... 
this has been used for this many years without yeah. people growing fins and without this happening. Yeah. And that has some, I don't know. Well, so the thing is, is the thing with double blind is, is you can test it against placebo effect and that naturopathy and homeopathy. I know naturopathy is, I, there is a difference. You can actually, there's our naturopathic herbs and whatever that they have. No, naturopathy is legit and homeopathy is not. As but as no, but a lot of naturopathy is horseshit too. But it does have the placebo effect to it. Like and like science recognizes that. Like there's there's a lot of, like there's incredible placebo. So like there's the thing where they literally like dude went in for um one of those ligaments in your knees mm-hmm. to like you know reattach it. They put him under. They cut open his knee, sewed it back up, and did nothing else, mm-hmm. and it cured his knee. Mm. Like it's like this placebo thing is really powerful. So a lot of naturopathy stuff, uh, a lot of like uh, uh, acupuncture, Reiki, a lot of, lot of, and I mean, this is shit I, I've practiced before. When shown on like kind of the, the science level, a lot of it is kind of placebo effect. But naturopathy, there's a bunch of shit that actually have walked the line and end up being part of, you know, science. Like mm-hmm. uh, re- recently I've been reading these things about um, cinnamon, how it can lower blood pressure or whatever, and apparently... I think it was cinnamon. Cinnamon. It's one like a, a very common spice. You would know the name of. It oh, might be cinnamon. Um, is it the yellow one? <sighs> that might be not the fancy yellow one, but the one that's in yeah, cardamom. Cardamom. Yeah, something. It's like Indian food spice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that yeah, that like now medical science is kind of studying, and that shit that's been known in kind of local, you know, lore mm-hmm. to fix. It's stuff. like an anti-inflammatory. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that actually does go there, but mm-hmm. then there's a lot of stuff that just yeah, you know, whatever. It's no, you know, it's it's not gonna Put kill bread you. Put red in yeah. your ears. Well, no, not that stupid, but like, yeah. there's, you know, like, uh, just, uh, I'm trying to think of, of one that they're showing that, oh, I'm trying to think, there's one I just read recently that it's like kind of well-known, like a St. John's Wort, but not St. John's Wort in any way, but something as well-known as that, that they went through and did the trial on it. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's less of like literally a sugar pill did better in trials. Well, than I, yeah. I don't know. Old yeah. medical stuff kind of terrifies me on a certain level because, um, those people were so fucking sure about that. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like right now people are so fucking sure about things. Yeah. And granted, we have much better technology. I'm not going to be like one of those idiots who says that, says that like things are the same, even though, but like yeah. I'm just saying, there's parallels and those worry me. Like people, no, totally. people well, then did that. We're not going to be the last people to do that. You know? Yeah. And pharmacology, Is, we are on drugs. We're, they don't understand, like, I'm a, an SSRI, like, they know why it works. Like, they sort of know what it does, but they literally don't know why that cures depression. And there's there's a lot of evidence coming out now that this might not actually be the cure. Like, it might be just, like, the side effect of changing your serotonin level, it's just a side effect is slightly, like, better. Well, I'm mood, on, on yeah. Brintilix, and Brintilix, um... My well, that's, my that, doctor. No, I just I have to jump in here. That is the nerdiest drug name that's ever happened in the history. Right? Of Doesn't ever. it sound like a plan from Star Trek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going with the the Brintilix contingent. Is <laughs> <from> the, <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, oh, I realized this the other day. I want to make. Uh, you know how like weed has stupid strains? Yeah. Like all the names for weed are stupid. Yeah. And it's all like, and people will be talking about how important medical marijuana is and how legit it is, and then they'll be like. So yes, take this triple bubble gum, aka yeah. Kush. Yeah, and it's just like no, you can't. Like you, yeah. you expect to be rep- like, um. So I want to do a medical marijuana collective where all the strains have like fake pharmaceutical names. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, like I don't know, for twenty x. No, I can't even come up with one. Hold on. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, um, not even with the canna in it, just like uh, no, yeah. it's based on it. Or, or uh, um, 
Um, uh, I know because Mara is too easy. Um, Things that make nothing no sense, yeah. like Celebrex. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Netflix six. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no. the problem is here's the, the the other problem with that too is the, the medical community and I and I and I. I give them props for what they did in California, but it turned into, look, we want legal weed. This is the only way we get our weed. And like 90% of those people don't need it for medical reasons. They just go, yeah, I'm depressed because I can't buy weed. Yeah. Okay, here's your card. But you know, I, yeah. I think it's really great though. Like the thing is, it has created, I feel like, and I am not a free market person, but any fucking stretch of the imagination. However, it well, created- What did market do to you? <laughs> it created this unregulated free market. Um that where people try to one up each other about medical marijuana and they did in a really great way you can go to a dispensary and be like okay i want something where it feels like i had a valium and drank a glass of wine and they can be like here's triple bubblegum kush and and you take it and it works and like there's the the whole charlotte's web strain for children that have that have seizures where um, oh, it's yeah, the yeah. most effective I, thing ever. I just, yeah, I just read a thing on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, like, so there is a lot of really good, solid, legitimate medicine well, wait, coming wait. out of that deregulation. Now, this seizure disorder, have they done a double blind against the liver of a fatted calf on the blood moon? Because <laughs> have was, they tried? That was epilepsy. Have wait. they tried the urine of a she goat? Wait, no, no. Have we tried? No, no. I'm going to say this double blind uh, Pepsi challenge. <laughs> OG Bubblegum Kush Tarantacula Volume 4 versus eating the heart of a black jackass outside on the second day of the moon. Or the lightly poached bear testes dried with camel brain and honey or fresh gladiator's blood. I would like to see, because I'm a scientist, I would like to see a double blind <laughs> study. Because I really feel like the fresh gladiator's blood is going to do a lot better than than the devil jazz weed mm-hmm. with your jazz That's cigarettes. why I can't wait until like we have cigarettes, and uh, cigarettes, until we have like stores here yeah i cannot wait to walk into a store and be like hey so i want to feel this way all right like, yeah i'm really looking forward to that because like i get super anxious on weed and like i know the and there's weed yeah oh i really oh i'm so looking forward to that yeah because yeah, as of right now I've, I'm, I'm getting stuff getting dribbled down from like yeah. dispensaries and stuff and people and people are like this is the best weed ever and i think it's gonna knock me in my ass but i'm like really alert and and, yeah. and clear-headed and all that but also really high and it's awesome. And yeah. I can't wait for that. Yeah, I, no, that's nice. I want the one that kind of like gives me like, I would like a euphoria feeling without thinking, oh, my heart's going to explode and I'm going to die alone. Like, that would be nice. Like, to try to, and I know those exist, but it's hard to find when I know one guy that knows another guy and that's how I get my weed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and the thing is, I'm, I'm the same way about wa- um, weed that I'm about wine, where I know that there's red wine and there's white wine. And I kind of, I drink wine and get drunk. Yeah. And um, there are a million different bullshit things in there that aren't bullshit, that are legitimate yeah. to people. But for me, it's just, there's red wine and there's white wine, and that's how I am with weed. Yeah. That's like, yeah. And especially, again, it's another reason I have a problem with the nomenclature. You're actually better than me, because I know there's sativa and indica, and I'm not entirely sure which one does what. Oh, no, me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And, but almost every time I buy it, people are like... It's a hybrid. And I'm like, yeah. if it's always a hybrid, what's yeah. the point? Well, that's the thing. But that's with me, the wine thing is like, I can tell the difference between a white and a red wine. No, I can tell I, the difference. I, but weed, I'm... I can kind of yeah. tell. Like there's, like, there's there's the weed that you could smoke and you're like, oh my God, I can't face polite society right now. And yeah. there's the weed that you smoke but and weed, you're like... Weed always hits me different, Let's though. Let's go to the store. Yeah. yeah. See, weed kind of goes weird with me. Like people get like ultra weird, odd high from edibles and edibles make me traditional high. Like, oh, I'm just euphoric and I feel good. 
Well, mm-hmm. if I smoke euphoric feel good, like smokable, I'm like, oh, everything's weird. Oh, I just want to go to sleep. Someone help me. Someone help me. I'm having a heart attack. I need I need friends to come over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. And it's starting to become more of a problem. I don't know. In Portland, we have like that really great problem of having really great weed everywhere. So yeah. like I'll be at a you're, you'll be at a bar or something and someone hands you a joint and then all of a sudden you're like and like you'll take like one or two hits of it and then you're like oh yeah. god I hate that. I I would love to be able to just, like literally I can't take a hit of most weed because like no I don't I can't be in public like this this is too I need 1997 uh like no I'm not saying dirt weed but like 1997 good weed where it's like you can just take a hit you'll be pleasantly you'll be pretty fucked up but not now you it, want the Marcy playground of weed? Um, I don't know what that means, but yes. <laughs> there was the, they did the song Sex and Candy. They were one hit wonder around 97. But yeah. Um, oh, yes, yes. Okay, now I understand the one hit thing. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's even funnier than what... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, is that not the joke you're going for? <laughs> no, it's, oh, it's so okay. much better. Then I really and I want to pretend that I Then did. I really don't understand your joke at all. Oh, yeah. no, because it was a 1997 reference, not a one oh, hit wonder reference. But that gotcha. is so much better. See, the anyway. thing is, after I'd said the seven, I'd already forgotten what year I referenced. So, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. But, um... No, no, and that's the thing. Um, like I smoked. Uh, I, I there were these like I was when I was DJing. Um, like the other night at Lovecraft, there was like uh, these tech bros who kept asking for more smoke to cover up the fact that they were vaping on the dance floor, oh, yeah. which nobody cared about. But it was like, come on, smoke machine isn't covering that up. Yeah. Um, but then like I smoked a joint with them when I went to go smoke a cigarette, and I came back, and I was just like. <gasps> I have to push buttons. I have to do things. Yeah. I cannot do this. Et cetera, et cetera. That episode of Roseanne was right. I cannot be an adult right now. Yeah, that's why I like 1997 weed. I could I could handle myself, but then also if I'm watching Monty Python and the Holy Grail, I will laugh harder than I've ever done in my life. Okay. But Lillian, yeah. we're done with this fucking sorry. episode. No, you shouldn't be sorry, but we just have to wrap up. Okay. Do you want to tell the audience anything on the way out? No. No? No. Uh, no. Yeah, no. I don't know. You can find me on Instagram. At Ambi Sinister. Yes. Ambi Sinister. So that means she's shit with both hands. Ambi yes. Sinister. Yeah, I like that term. And uh, you can find me at uh, Ambi Dexter's Laboratory. Um, <laughs> um, you also at Pinky at the Brain. At the Alex Cast. Alex is spelled with two X's at the Alex Cast on Twitter, AlexCast.com, and other things. I don't know. I'm, I'm everywhere. Just find me. No one's listened this far. Um, fun. Anyway, uh, 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 First time caller, first time listener. Love you. Love the show. Bye. Bye.